Last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Motherfucker, now! I'm gonna motherfucking kill all you motherfuckers. Gamsy's crazy. Ugh, I feel like this is Dave's fault somehow. Oh fuck, 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 I have to go! And if there's a one thing that matters even more than the truth, and there is, it's justice. Someone's gonna pay. 2x corpse mood combo, son! If you're reading this, it means you have inherited my wallet. This is all stuff that was in the interlude. Maybe that dream self isn't quite dead yet, since you just revived it. Everyone man your battle station! Well learned! We have a ship to sink! Armed torpedoes! Awooga! Target destroyed! <laughs> this might even be the last time you hear from me. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? The last time you hear from me was the first time you hear from me. Kanaya's body's missing. Oh, God. Oh, oh they're adorable. And, uh, we're, oh, no, we love them. No, this sucks. <laughs> I'd still like to take the opportunity to say goodbye. Murder mode! This is completely terrifying. Yeah. And yeah, he's just strangling Equius. Equius kind of enjoys it. <sighs> Worse till the end. Fuck, the car's totaled. For one thing, they'd probably just be pissed off at me for killing Tavros. And more importantly, there's no way I could tell them how I really feel about it. How do you feel? Horrible. Where are the other 12 workers respond? How could they be? You think you killed tons of people? I think it'd be pretty sad if you died. Oh. You great, great, great grandnana or such was some sort of troll pilot? You mean pirate? It's, I smell something in here. What? It smells... Brighter? Dave, resist great urge to play Bro's Xbox. As usual, you fail to resist the urge. You start fashioning up stunts somewhat unbrutal in request for. Oh, goddammit! You can play the sick, nasty pile with the leersly mouthwater Doritos. This idiot got stuck in a pole again. I already said this for the third time this hour. Dave, reset. Uh, I think this is from Skate 3. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but someone's bothering you. This is Dave in the past? Yeah, has to be. Oh, and that's Dave in the future, or Aradia? Yeah. Dave, answer. A pox of Blurism began trolling. There it is. Godhead. Uh, hmm. But, uh, who do you want to take? I can take Dave. Okay. Hello! Hey. I think it's absurd. I never introduced myself even all the time. I spent moping around the lab. Guess I wasn't in a very good mood. Hi, Dave. My name's Aradia. Christ. You're a fan of one of my websites, aren't you? What asshole gave you my chum handle? And also, what was your favorite thing I did you liked? And what did you think was so great about it? Also, ASL? Um, six, a girl, and a place very close to you. In fact, I could visit you right now if you'd like. Oh, holy shit. Okay, you're a troll. Only trolls say they're six. I don't know what's up with you and that dumb fake age. To be fair, it translates to the same age as you, which at the moment is 12, but is it not? Makes no sense. Bye. Understanding disparity in the flow of time should be easy for people like us, let alone standing disparities in such pedestrian things as units. I am six sweeps old. One sweeps a little more than two years, you dummy. Cool story. Look, it is either the truth or I'm someone who's being a bit playful. What's the harm in that? Okay, so two equals six. Awesome joke. 
Or, wait, maybe it was just a waste of time. You people think I'm made of the stuff. Yeah. Because he is. Because he is. Uh, next. Yeah, apparently, the raid is close. Yeah, real close. Uh, Dave's staring out the window and it's all red. Yeah. I know you aren't, but I am. What? Made of time. Fuck. <laughs> Where's you the night of the very same cosmic equity? It would seem we have very little in common, Dave. Uh, when in fact, we have very much. Yeah. I think I'm gonna shut off my phone now. See ya. Yeah. That's definitely what you did the first time we had this conversation. So I'll wait personally while I realize that's not what you're gonna do this time. Uh, what the fuck? Dave, describe to me why you why you are now incredulous, please. I remember this. I remember shutting off my phone and never talking to you again. But I'm still talking. What's going on? Of course you remember that. This is a memory. No, it's a dream. I'm asleep. Or am I? What's going on here? Come to the window. Why? Because I'm outside. B.S. Take a look. I don't see anything out there. That is because I'm not out there anymore. Turn around. It's hard to do a radio like now that she's happy. Yeah, no, that's fine. And alive. Next. Oh, a radio's there. She's here. So yeah, this seems to be kind of weird bullshit. Yeah. Like kind of with what Jade went through with uh, Fairy. Yeah, but as far as I'm aware, Aradia and Dave are both alive. Yes. Oh, sup? Looks like you're a fairy. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Dave? Next. Those aren't my shades anymore. John gave me these new ones for my birthday. I remember that. I wasn't wearing this shirt. It was this one. How'd it get like that? Try to remember. I can't. Wait. I wasn't wearing this, actually. Uh, like, uh, when Dave's concert is poking his head to the wall, and the TV is now switched to playing the fight that yeah, he and Bro had. where the record broke. Next. I was wearing this suit. No, wait. It was a black one. Are you sure? Yeah, and I was playing Spurb. That's right. And I went to sleep at some point, which is why I'm asleep now. But if I'm dreaming, then why am I not awake as my dream self? Why indeed? Shit. This wasn't the suit I was wearing. Are you, are you putting it together, Molly? Uh, is Dave dead? Well... <sighs> Next. One of the Daves is dead. Yeah, there's a dead Dave. It was this ugly fucking rag. Yes! I think it looks pretty nice, but go on. And I went to take a nap. Trezzy said I'd reach God tier? Or I guess show me why I wouldn't. Did it work? Is this part of the process somehow? No, sorry. So then, it's just a stupid pointless dream. Not exactly. Wait. Oh, yeah. I woke up. And then... Okay, so I was right, and that was not the doomed Dave, though technically now they're just both doomed? Well... This is the dead Dave. This is the dead Dave that was wearing the green suit. Yeah. I also like the way the dream bubble stuff works, because it went from 
Dave's apartment, and then like uh, stuff of like the stock exchange started going in. There. Yeah, and now it's like the quest like, bed and all that is like coming in. It all still like works together. Yeah. Next. Well. Yep. Yep. This is the Dave that died. Yep. Next. So then, I'm dead. Yes. Then this isn't a memory or a dream at all. It's the afterlife. Yes and no. Yes and two no's. It's the afterlife. But what is happening now is taking place in a bow which is accessible to the living through dreams under the right conditions. And it's also your memory. The entry point of Evo is always a memory. Either a memory of the dead or a memory of the living dreamer come to visit. But once you realize it's not just a memory... What happens next is up to you. Huh. Okay. So we're, we're kind of learning about the afterlife in uh, Homestuck. Yeah. So once you figure out that you're not in a memory, you can just go wherever you want. Yeah. And now maybe Jay's saying how she had all those friends. and. Yeah. So this is just lucid dreaming, basically. Yeah. Next. Okay, what's going on over here then? Is this some disturbing ghost hallucination? Should I start slapping myself or what? No, this actually did happen. I don't remember this. That's because it isn't your memory. This is Alpha Dave. The one who chose not to take the nap when it led to your death. Fuck. Lucky bastard. So then I guess Terezi tricked me. Did she? Didn't you ask for this? It would have been cool to know if picking one option would definitely kill me pointlessly, so yeah. But I guess I kept giving her shit about it, and I knew she was kind of crazy and morbid anyways, so whatever. Is bro dead over there? Evidently. Like, in reality. Like, that's a thing that really happened. Also, is reality still a thing that means something that could be a question on the table, too? Yes, yes and yes. Yes, it can be on the table, and yes, reality still means something... And yes, your guardian did die. Well, damn it. What did I do wrong? Aside from getting my ass killed in the stupidest way possible. Nothing. All is well and as it should be. What's he doing? Alpha me. What would you be doing if you were him? I am him. Even better. Uh, I don't know. Would you be upset? Yeah, sorta. Then maybe what you're doing is grieving. In whatever way that comes naturally to you. Maybe. You are lucky to be able to. I could not for a long time. But now that I can again, I'm so relieved. I've discovered there's no reason to grieve. Okay. Hey, am I talking to someone there? Looks like it. Who? Who do you suspect you talk be talking to in this situation? Probably Terezi, I guess. Maybe she can help you through this? Uh, I don't know. Why would she do that? You were helping her, weren't you? Was I? I think so. Living need the, each other's help. Just like the dead do. Alpha Dave still has a long way to go. He's still not at ease with his mortality. But people like us have to be. If we're prepared to die a thousand deaths before our quest is complete. The master we serve demands it. So, I'm just one dead Dave offered up to the time god. Pretty much. 
What about the other dead Daves? Uh, they crit from here, too, in their own bubbles. You may cross past them if you wish. Uh, I think I'm up to my neck in Dave already, just being one. <laughs> I know the feeling. Still doesn't seem right, though. Why are you even here? Like, why are you showing me this? I'm not showing you, I'm just visiting your bubble. It projects your thoughts and memories, as well as other things relevant that you might like that Cloud's doing Skya. But, like, if I'm seeing this, shouldn't I be able to do something about it? Or stop it from happening, or, I don't know, like, anything to keep helping my friends? What do I do? Nothing. None of this is your business anymore. It's time to move on. Next. We're going to have some heady shit. Yeah. Where are we now? Oh, look! This was my hive. Before it's destroyed. Oh, so this is the troll planet. Pretty cool. Not really what I pictured. Uh, What did you picture? I don't know. It's more subdued. I pictured a lot more mayhem. Like, a bunch of trolls flying around in little grub pods, constantly screaming at each other through bullhorns shaped like buckets. That's very silly and a little perverse. <laughs> but actually, that sounds like what it might have been like on some parts of our planet, so... Can we not go to those parts? I'll put in a good word with your bubble about it. Awesome. So, what am I supposed to do now that I'm dead? What is, like, the primary activity here that ghosts get their shit worked up over? Like, where the fucking haunt-offs at is what I'm asking. I don't know about haunt-offs. But there's plenty of time to satisfy various curiosities you might have had about existence and whatnot. Boring. Is it? Just kidding, that sounds cool. Oh, yes. What else? There are all sorts of friends to meet. Ones you already know and ones you don't. There's plenty of time for just about anything. Lots and lots of time. Enough time to understand that time isn't much of anything at all. Isn't it? Uh, time is like a game. Just one fun game in reality's cupboard, which is full of them. It's the one we're the best at, which other people are better at other games. But when all the games are back in the cupboard, everything's about the same. And games are fun, but sometimes we don't realize how much fun you're having until they're all over. And sometimes you look back and realize for some stupid reason you weren't having any fun at all. Then you laugh. Huh. <laughs> uh, I bet you meant the laugh a whole lot less shitty than that. That laugh will suffice. Hey, you want to see inside my hive? Yeah, sure. Well, how about later? Not that that doesn't sound cool, but I kind of just want to go home. I guess chill for a while, because I guess it was all a bit much. If that's okay, and I guess also possible. It's quite possible, and more than okay. Next. Hey, let's go like, hey, you're done. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Christ. It seems you have a hive guest, Dave. Oh, hell no. Is this who I think it is? Uh, Tavros, I've been looking forward to meeting you. Hey! First off, I think you're fantastic. Which is to say, just an envy cool guy who I admire. Let's put that compliment on the table where we can both see it. Holy shit. Looks like I found another point in time to bother you. Well, I guess you are more mostly susceptible. Dude, are those sick fires you're packing there? You best not be bringing that fire into my bubble unless you plan on dropping that shit. Oh, bro. These are without any confusion to be known as some truly unhealthy incendiaries. They're in above-average need of medical attention. 
So, in other words, just to complete the analogy, I hope you're a licensed physician. I am your general fucking practitioner, and doctor's orders are to shut up and burn down my goddamn office. I'll break your brittle ass like a graham cracker, and we'll roast s'mores over the flaming debris. Have I made myself clear? Uh, yes, and certain features of your pale anatomy may serve as the marshmallow ingredient needed for the molten snack. I will provide the fudge. Dude, gross. So, already, just so we're clear, this is like a hell bubble, right? It's my eternal punishment to have shitty wrap-offs with this tool forever. Is that it? Yes, you figured out the mystery. I guess I had it coming for a flagrant lifetime spent being unbelievable fucking incredible at rap and just about practically everything else, except not dying. You may think so, but then again, you have not faced Team Charge in a match of slam poetry, have you? Oh, yes. Just kidding, I'm no good at slam poetry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh. Oh. So, is he dead? He looks dead. Yeah, he's dead. What about you? You don't look dead. You dreaming? Uh, no. I'm wide awake. And I'm physically standing before you in person. So you're not dead. Oh, no. Next. Because she has, uh, just regular eyes. Yeah. Not the... Well, Dave's covering his... But tap roses yeah. are just, uh, white. Like for fairies work. Yeah. Also, I just like that, uh, like, like, tap roses are so excited, like, oh, finally gonna have a wrap-off with Dave, and, like, Dave's like, this is hell, right? This is time in hell. <laughs> this is, this is this actually is, hell. This is the worst thing to ever happen. I'm very much alive, and I intend to stay that way. Huh. That's a whole thing, ain't it? That's a whole thing, ain't it? John, prepare to leave Castle. Okay, then, I guess I'll get going. Mm, go where? Keep looking for my dad. Are you sure you don't have more important things to worry about? Um, are you saying that I'm still not supposed to find him yet? John, please. I thought you were done getting the future spoon-fed to you like this. I've told you that you'll find your dad eventually. That should be good enough. Don't you think it's time to start taking your responsibility more seriously? Well, yeah, but what responsibility do you mean? We just concluded that I'm going to go fight Jack, and there's a possibility I'll fail. He could kill me easily, for all I know, but it's something I have to try. And if I do fail, your plan will serve as backup. There's a lot riding on you, John, on both of us. Okay, so you think I should go get the tumor now instead of putting it off? I'm not telling you to do anything, just reminding you what's at stake. Wait, I mean, the tumor... Why don't we just call it what it fucking is? A big fucking bomb in the core of your battlefield. Yeah. Which which is what I'm wondering about. I'm about to get out. I guess go find a cave or something? Yeah, you could probably go looking for a sanctioned entry point. Or you could just do what winners in a hurry do. What? Cheap. Uh, is that even possible? It's practically always possible. I won't tell you how, but I will point out that you could start making better use of your powers than facilitating noisy joyrides. Is that what Earth is like, by the way? A bunch of humans flying around in little-wheeled pods constantly beeping at each other with their chauffeur familiars? <laughs> no. They'll be some places, but most cars stay on the ground because science fiction hasn't happened yet. Anyway, I'm just saying it's time to do something useful and impressive with your powers. Uh, deliberately, for a change. You're a god now, remember? Yeah, but... I can do to make a lot of wind blow around. How's it gonna help? 
Use your imagination. That windy thing of yours is more versatile than you think. Alright, I'll try. Next. I just like John. Science fiction hasn't happened yet. Yeah, science fiction hasn't happened yet. What are you talking about? Good. I think it's time for me to get going, too. I'll prepare for a battle. Oh, man. Guess there's nothing I'd say to change your mind. If something... And if something you have to do, then understand. But how about this? What? Can this not be the last time we talk before you go? It'd be nice to hear from you at least once before you have to fight him. Yeah, you got it. I'll message you before I leave. In my future, too. Now, this is messing me in the past nonsense before I even knew you. Of course. Okay, great. I'll hold you to that, Vriska. It'll be a certainty. That said, there's no need for any sort of farewell right now. Go do your amazing windy thing, John. Be creative. I'll talk to you later. Okay, I will. Later. Our active grip, cease trolling, ectobalidus. I think they're cute. I think they're cute. I think those two are cute. I think they're really cute. John. Also, like the art, I feel like the art is just constantly getting better at Homestuck. Yes, absolutely. Um, like I think, like John in the last page is really good. I yeah, think this panel is really good. Of just like the, just looking like, out over the chessboard. Yeah, yeah. John, be creative. John's glowing he's with glowing energy. Up. Next. Oh, he's got a whole fucking tornado gone. Yeah. Next. He's doing windy things. He's doing so. That WV in there in the background just flying Oof. around. Yeah. Next. He's throwing a hole into the battlefield. Battlefield. Quake. Man, he's just fucking this thing up. Yeah, we're seeing a castle, which it was the castle that uh, dad and mom were at. Yeah, next. More wine for the lady. This woman sure does seem to like her wine. The gentleman never met a woman quite so taken with a drink. It was enchanting and beautiful, for that matter. Oops. It's <laughs> getting oh, a little quaky nice. over there. Yeah, they have a nice little tea party. Yeah. Next. The fellow has stained the mademoiselle's fine garment. The gaff is unforgivable. The only truly coarse of chivalry would be to liberate the damsel from the sodden clothes and launder it immediately. The lady has no concern for the purity of her finery. She has other things in her mind altogether. Next. A woman has never met a gentleman so strong and considerate and handsome. She can't tell for certain if its intoxication is due to her seventh glass of wine or the contours of the proud, powerful nose and the central aroma wafting from his pipe. It's interesting that Dad is the only one that John didn't directly create. So he's yeah. kind of coming into this as an outsider. Yeah. Next. But he's still, like, super powerful. Yeah, Clearly. Men and women are at ease. They have everything because they have each other. They know that together they can make it through anything. Their trouble brings a bit of spilled wine on a sheet lab coat or reduces the very castle beneath them to their feet to ruins. Next. Oh. 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 It's Beck. Next. We see his... His glasses are reflecting the last panel where they were holding hands. Next. Yeah, it's back. Hello, everyone. 
welcome to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Oh. Hey, Molly. Hey, Ashley. Hey. Hey. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, I got peer pressured into doing more of this. Uh, not by you. No. By my girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she wants me to get to the happy part, because last night we were talking about li- leaving off at either a happy part or a sad part. And we left and we off, left at, the off sad at the part. sad part. Yep. And it was a bummer. It was a real bummer. And the whole last session was a bummer. The whole last session was a bummer. The whole thing. Except I mean, for Jade got... starting to cuss at everybody. That's great. Jade starting to cuss at everyone and John hanging out with WV. Yeah, Those John hanging out parts. with WV. That was extremely good. Uh, the conversation between Friska and John about like killing was a good conversation. I wouldn't call it happy, but it was like mm-hmm. good. It needed to happen. Yeah, it had to happen. Um, but yeah, we are neck deep in murder stuck. She wrote. It's it's bad? It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. Um, God, did we talk about... I can't remember if I said this on the recording or not, but it was... Um, it's very much like Homestuck's still happening. Like, all the cool Homestuck stuff still there. But then also there's a slasher flick going on. And I don't like yeah. that. It's it's a little a little much, especially with like four murderers. Yeah, like maybe if it was just Gamzee, it'd be a little better. But since it's Gamzee, Aridin, uh kind of Vriska. She she seems to not be as much of a threat. No, Vriska's not really a threat. Vriska was just like oh, fucking fucking Tavros again. Okay, whatever. I'll take care of this now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huh. But, uh, need to read command? Okay. Uh, Vriska, read Mindfang's journal. Uh, we're seeing her journal. There's the journal. It's got her symbol on it. Yeah. Next. Kick back, Molly. Uh. I will kick back. <laughs> on the 14th bi-lunar perigee in the second dim season's equinox. The orphanor pose a caliginous riddle like no other I've met. I am presuming him bothered by jealousy, and it would be sickening if it were not so marvelously amusing. But then, who but royalty could have the thin cheek to show disdain for the manner in which his black lover conducts her red conquests? Less has accelerated Less has accelerated meeker than I to homicide, and the violation would hold me aghast. Again, if his misgivings did not compliment him so in his so endearing arsenal of quaint, uh, quaint flaws, it is impossible to stifle this grin even now as I write. He surely understands that as my maritime overlord, a superior, while through gritting fangs, he would concede the expanse of my plunder and makes him seem hardly worthwhile to trouble a map with good ink over. I know he understands. I will take what I want. I expect nothing less from Dulscar. And truly, less would offend me. Is it the crude blood of the suitors from which I have taken enjoyment recently? If it the pleasure is with my blithe treatment of the social order, then... He has either not spent enough time in the warm company of my indifference, or is simply very stupid. I saw the look he gave, 
He's so secure in knowing I can't feel what's in his mind, he forgets the traitors he's with his own face. His little looks are words to me, interjections in our deliciously bitter repartee. First to look as I summon a slave from my hold, with such ease between my remarks. Why, yes, Dulskar, they were the very slaves in your hold until but this hour. Another ship deployed carelessly, languishing strategic vulnerability. Is this not our routine? Our dance? What is this look, my dear Kismesis? Is it shame, envy, contempt for what he knows will follow? I nod her over. She is fearful, and it makes her prettier. He scoffs without a movement or sound. I know that there is disgust feeding the shadows in his corner of my block. At least prick her in the light, he surely thinks. Determine what vulgar hue she bleeds before assisting with your abasement, Marquise. Do you try to understand, Orphanor? Not knowing is the point... And if you truly understood this, your crusade against the Gamblegans would not be among our Grand High Blood's most uproarious punchlines. If only one truly to be so high to find it amusing. And so, not knowing, I take her will. But leave enough of it to enjoy her response. Our hands are in my service, but they still shake. They unfasten the first button at my jacket's waist. Clumsily, I have matched the line between my puppeteering and her volition exquisitely, and her uncertainty over her own control fuels her fear. She unfastens the second button. Between the second and third, I make a casual remark to Dulskar, continuing our conversation. He does not respond. I look again in the face of my slave, imagining for a moment her mind is not an unguarded port to her every dread. I imagine I cannot feel her conviction that's not merely a matter of whether she will be put to the irons, but how hot they will be if she fails to please. Poor thing. Her horns make attractive shapes and pair themselves pleasantly amidst her violent snarls of hair. Her fingers, which I have lost track of, to my surprise have come between the petticoat and my skin. The heat of her touch tells me the likely range of the color of her blood. I wouldn't have guessed it by the look of her. Not her sharps, her sign stripped, her mouth opened slightly and I squint. Ah, razor sharp and none missing. Perfect. How disappointing it is to find quivering lips behind dull, hiding dull teeth. I pause to consider. What will her fear become if I choose to show her mercy later? Even in days? Kindness? Will this be my red dalliance that becomes fully flushed? Love demands my cunning just as my raves. If it is to be, she will never understand how thoroughly she was manipulated. Her body, her mind, her devotion. I remember Dulskar again. My distraction from our banter was momentarily absolute, and inquired into the shadows. But he is gone. Then go, my Cosmesis. Fume with the indignation I gave you. I can only play it black- blackens out our bonds. I must know such ex- exhibitions against him and hence why I bother. Otherwise it would be E to dismiss him before I partook. Let it be a gift of antagonization to you, my dear rival, or which you may brew pitch for me anew. And if it is true envy, of a million yearning I can't abide, then through it pains me we will be farewell. 
alas, it may be that I am too good at spurring hate, too good at least for him. I only hope he is so f- he is not so foolish as to tread a path of less toward malice, for if he does... Boy. Boy. This is a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, Dualscar was, uh, Aridin's RP name, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so if, they just ripped it from this journal, huh? Yeah, and if she ripped it, uh, her name from her ancestor. Yeah, so assuming that that holds, then, uh, Aridin ripped it from his? Yeah. Or just likes the name Dualscar? It was a good name, but... But also, be- like, his symbol could also be, uh, interpreted as, like, two scars. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, you know, it, it does appear to be a a sea dweller, so. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh, yeah, we're seeing yep. dual scar, and it does look a lot like... <laughs> That looks a lot like Aridin. It has the uh, Ahab's crosshair. Yep. On the 16th, my suspicions have been confirmed. I'm not grinning anymore, Dulscar. Our ordinarily contentious has dissolved right before my vision, eightfold. It was once a handsome black, now sits like good strong teeth, solid and cooled by unwelcome daring. Thus my heart has broken twice. I was fond of the slave. They were surely promised in her rent investment. He had her assassinated. No. So, yeah, Dualscar killed the slave. Yeah, killed the slave. Rude. Yeah. Next. And now we're cutting back to, like, present. Oh. Vriska and Aridin. Are, uh, you know, looking at each other. Yeah. And so I'm visited by a bit of bad luck for a change. It's not possible to evade it forever, I suppose. I will simply have to endure the misfortune of observing his base and artless measure of retaliation. Next. Yes, yeah, so we're definitely getting a bit of a, you know, past repeating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Vriska's got her dice at the ready. Yep. He's applied his own resources to increase the bounty on my head. I wonder if he intends such a laughably ineffectual gesture as anything more than a formality, a symbol of his intent. If not, my smile. How it threatens to revisit. Almost. I've broken laws, yes, but what was there, but what has there been to pay for? If any act I've taken should demand a bounty, it was paid up front. I foot the bill myself with guile and supremacy. Next. Oh. oh boy. So we're really just getting all the three killers. Yeah, all meeting up. Yeah. Next. Unk. <laughs> Vriska notices first. Did Aaron even, like, look? No. I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Next. Yeah, but there's Gamsey. He's got some olive blood on his club. Yep. There's a bit where people thought Nepta wasn't really dead. Oh, yeah, that's a mistake. Yep. On the 20th. If only my horde were as bottomless as his desire to disappoint me. He is set on cowardice, 
deferring to others to settle his score. Doesn't he remember what he confided? It'd be easy to give the evidence during pure condescension, and he would be killed quickly for his unthinkable presumption. He's taken a great risk harboring red ambition for an empress who will never even know his name. Not that I've synced that tactic. But then, he feels safety in knowing this. My sources say he's en route. Next. Jesus. Yeah. We're seeing uh, another ancestor. He's fucking scary. You probably guess who it probably guess it's Gamzee. It's probably Gamzee. Yeah. Go figure. On the 21st, I've learned Duel's guard reported to the Grand Highbloods all the intelligence he has on me and my fleet. It was information he guarded closely to protect our once mutually cherished rivalry. He couldn't let it fall into the wrong hands, lest another besiege me more effectively and cause me to wax for the usurper. Not that he's raised the mask particularly high himself. Ah, the shortcomings I managed to overlook for the sake of a lover. I would have enjoyed witnessing the entertainment he prepared to please the high blood. His sense of humor was dreadful. It would have been a true miracle if he survived the appointment. Funny, I always imagined a grander entry in my journal for your demise, Dulscar. I should have realized you died as you lived. A joke. One more humorous little sacrifice kindly given to the subjugulators. And one step closer to the release of the vast honk they prophesize. I'm overjoyed to understand now this is always your destiny. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Dulscar died because apparently when you go against the subjugulators, you gotta tell a joke. Yeah, and, uh, he was not very funny. No. So they killed him. Yeah. Okay. Next. Huh? Huh? Aww. Huh? Cam's walking up, he's got a Nepetus. He took Nepetus hat. hat. Yeah. Duh. Next. Motherfucking. Huh? Motherfuckers. Ugh. Next. He also got a. Oh, he took Equus's glasses. glasses. This is fucked up. Yeah. Next. Oh. Oh. Got a... Trezzy on the ground. With two more of those... Teeth... Like, looks like... It looks like a vampire attacked her. Yeah. It's been nearly a week since Duel's car's fitting in, and I all but forgotten the matter. It seemed the subjugulator were not particularly inspired by his revelations about my affairs. Sources tell me their response was to commission one of the court's neophyte legislators to conduct the investigation and bring me to justice. Oh. Next. Up, oh, and we're seeing a. Uh, Terezi's ancestor. And the uh, Libra symbol in the background is the Gallus. Oh, that's pretty good. And then also her, like, cut, like her outfit. Yeah, the, the waist. Is the Libra like the symbol. Top is cut to, yeah, it's like, cut to have that the... symbol on it. It's really cool looking. It's really cool looking. I like this outfit. Mm-hmm. Neophyte Red Glare is reported to be quite talented. I find no reason to doubt this. Still, how can I be caused any unrest to learn their recourses to send a lone, inexperienced bureaucrat to apprehend me? I cannot view this anything other than full condescension by the High Bloods. They now only seek to maintain the appearance of pursuing me. 
maybe they find my exploits amusing? I couldn't possibly disagree. Those rare moments when my superiors show wisdom come piercingly close to restoring my faith in the social order. Next. Like, Teresa's like waking up. Like, grabbing her neck. Yeah. Because, yeah, that happened to Fairy, too. It did, but she was already dead. Yeah. But whoever did it seems to have left Terezi alive. Yeah. Uh, as for Red Glare, it would surprise me if I ever heard her name again. If she finds me when I... then I welcome her challenge. But I'm so confident she will play no relevant role in my future. I won't even bother peering into my oracle to satisfy my curiosity. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Should I? This will never come up. This won't this matter. This will never come. This, it, yeah. this doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, three times showdown combo. Oh, don't you shit on me now? <laughs> okay. Oh, we're seeing a, three of them staring at each other. Yeah, it's a showdown. It's a standoff. Showdown. We're getting some more kind of like. Like pictures of the ancestors. Yeah. The ancestors behind them. Some Western kind of music. Fucking Fago rolls through, God. Yeah. I guess. Well, because these guys are kids, so it would only make sense that the ancestors were huge. Yeah. If they, you know, grew all the way up anyway. Yeah. A little. Uh, little dragons. Yeah. All the ancestors are pretty cool looking, though, at the very least. Yeah, no, people like them. Yeah, there's Kanaya. Yeah. Something's glowing, though. Yeah, something's up. Okay. Next. It's Kanaya. Some zombie shit. Next. So they. they oh, Jazzy uh, seems a little upset about this too. Like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and Vriska also seems a bit upset about it. Yeah. Next. But Aridin may know some shit. Oh god, you're yeah, because Aridin killed her. Oh, and she's yeah. glowing white. So. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, this is great. Can I just rushing him? Next. Yes! Just kicks him right in the dick. Just kick Gamzy right in the dick. Next. Right off the cliff. Okay. Yep. Next. Risk is a bit shocked by this. She's just confused. Next. Uh oh. I just wanted with a fist at her. Yep. Next. Clock. Knocked her glasses off. Yeah. Just punched her right in the fucking face. Yep. Oh, she deserves it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah, she goes flying. She, like, skids across the ground. Next. She grabs Aridin's wand. Yep. Next. Oh, she's gonna break that shit. Yeah. Next. Yep. Debunk! Debunk! <laughs> oh, that's good. Next. 
Aridin seems very scared. He's very upset and scared. Next. Uh, There's the chainsaw. chainsaw. Jesus. Next. Just cuts Aridin right the fucking half. Goodbye. Next. They're getting like the same panel that where Kanai got shot, but now it's yeah Aridin cut in half. Next. Dead. Dead as hell. Shades descend. See you later, fucker. Oh my god. Shades descending. <laughs> Equus' glasses are falling. Yeah, because they fell off when Gamzee got yep. kicked in the dick. Uh, next. Uh, yeah, they, they fall right on Kanahai. Yep. Now she changes her chainsaw back to the lipstick. Yep. Next. We're seeing it. It's covered in, bl- in uh, Aridin's blood. Yeah. Next. She puts it on. Fuck. Next. She licks the blood off. Next. This is fucking hardcore. Uh, Vriska's looking at her. Are those are those hearts? Yeah, there's something there. Next. I can't see it. Uh-oh. Got some hearts here. Well, let's go next. Alright, next. Let's enhance. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, st- I still can't be sure. No, this this could just be some really good friendship brewing. No, let, let, let's go next. Uh, be Jack Noir. No, wait, uh, not... I, th- oh, I think I've no, I, I said next again. Okay, sorry. No, we've, we have oh. enhanced. This is confirmed hearts. Confirmed hearts. Uh... So, Kanaya's not dead. Kanaya's not dead. Good. Fuck. That's a relief. I sold it well, I think. You did sell it well. I thought she was dead. Uh, Luke messaged me uh, last night and said, uh, "Did Molly buy it?" <laughs> and I went, "Yeah." And then she. Uh, and then Luke went, you're, you're good at lying to your friends, Ash. You're good at lying to your friends. <laughs> like, uh, shut up. I got duped. Uh, but, so let's look at the thing. So, now we know Kanai's alive. Yep. She woke up after getting shot. Yeah, the fairy could be alive, but she's also dead for sure. Yeah, we saw her. We've seen her in, in the, the afterlife. Yeah, the or whatever it is. Um, but if Fairy has the vampire bites and Terezia the vampire bites, yeah, they both saw something glowing, or and Terezia saw something glowing. Yeah, it was Kanaya. Kanaya's a rainbow drinker. Oh God! Yeah, remember huh. she was obsessed with the yeah. books. Fuck. It's been it's been a year since we read about that. <laughs> yeah, basically. I forgot she liked that. All right, shit. And if she if she does like you know like the troll version of Twilight, of course the their vampires would glow. Fuck. That's so good. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, Bjack Noir. Oh. Oof. You're now Jack Noir. You just murdered an innocent family. What will you do? 
you are way too upbeat about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That's that's mom and dad. Dad. Mom and dad are pretty dead. Vriska didn't tell John he'd be finding a dead dad. She said that he'll find his dad. Yeah. Not dead or alive. Yeah. Uh, Jack, accessorize immediately. Even in claiming trophies to sell by your magnificent triumph over a defenseless loving couple, the man's hat suits you perfectly. It's plain and serviceable. Yes, this looks so good. The only way to look possibly improved is blacker. Or bloodier. Take a prize from the lady. This beautiful scarf will look quite dramatic as you soar through the air, scouting the surface for new victims. It is finely crafted and the fabric is wonderfully soft. There are powerful notes of perfume. The odor is pleasant. Wait, this pipe is great too. They look dignified and thoughtful. Yes, this will be your trophy as well. This sucks. Uh, still doesn't. He got blood on his sword now, but still no blood on his hands. No. Which is what we saw when um came into the troll universe. Right. Uh, Jack trophy binge. Yes. Yes. All the glorious trophies will belong to you. There is no possession of the phone so trivial that not make a splendid ornament to your intimidating visage. Wait, no. This is, in fact, so very, very stupid. It's very stupid. Next. Oh, funny, where's the cake? Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> I didn't realize that was what it was. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, next. Stop, stop, stop. There's no way for killer or elite profile to dress. Your rise to omnipotence has gotten an incredibly influence on your vanity, it seems. You've forgotten the original creators with frivolous attire that got you here? That's it. No more trophies. You swear not trophies forever. Probably. Next. Oh. Okay. We'll keep one trophy. But only one. You can never stay mad at Cal. He's a true friend. The only one you've ever known. Is he storing him inside himself? Yeah, and we're seeing in the background little cow with a, a Beck's hand is red. Yeah. Next. God, you're so bored. <laughs> Jack, sniff out new prey. It used to be that when you were bored with paperwork, you would just go distract yourself by sharpening one of your favorite knives, or give your most disapproving scowl if you're finished walls to survey the kingdom. Those were simpler times. There's only one cure for boredom defending a demigod. That is more senseless killing. You consult your proud long snout for a system of the hunt. You pick up the maddening scent of one of the younger, young graveyard stuffers. You're sure it has the same one you slaughtered earlier. And yet his stench remains, confounding you from every direction. Except that the breeze which carries it deliberately seeks to obfuscate the odor's origin. Your thoughts become more murder for each blustery taunt. Oh, so he can't find him anymore. Mm-mm. He can't sniff him out. Because he's just all windy. Yeah, because he's all windy. Jack, succumb to unfathomable bloodlust. You're consumed by murder thoughts as you prepare to embark on a killing spree to end... Oh, oh my god, you start thinking about dog things again. <laughs> Why do bones have to be so delicious and enticing? Oh, boy. He's thinking about killing John and Dave, but then also... Tennis balls, snossages, bacon strips, fire hydrants. Mail and bones. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, yeah, like that, like, oh, he's, you know, he's a demigod now, but he's also a dog. He's also a dog. 
suppressed thoughts of unfathomable snossages. You successfully suppress all thoughts of delicious little rap wieners and furying things like mail and agents' delivery. Process you awake with the deepest and darkest feeling of all. Feelings of loyalty? How completely despicable. But no, that's not quite all there is. Could it be love? It must be. It's the only emotion that could possibly make you feel so utterly disgusted with yourself. Aww. Think about Jade. Yeah, because he's part Beck. He's still part Beck, and Beck loves Jade. So. Good dog, best friend. Good dog, best friend. Next. And it's surely why you couldn't bring yourself... And it's surely why you couldn't go through with it. Oh. Yeah, so he can't... He has issues trying to kill Jade. Yeah, because he apparently was on her planet when she was sleeping. Yeah. Next. You could not do it. You could not kill the girl. Huh. Hmm. That definitely makes it a bit more interesting... Yeah. Cause it he, gives them, a, like, a way out. Right. Jade can block. Which also makes mm. the Jade Sprite attempt would be a good idea now. Yeah. Because that's Jade. But now Jade Sprite's gone. Yeah, Jade Sprite's missing, so... Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Jack, contact DD. You get the Draconian dignitary on the line. Uh, he asked what the hell you've been up to. You say it doesn't matter... You have a point of serious business to discuss them. He makes sure you're remembering to keep the destructive impulses to a minimum. No more planet exploding or anything like that. You say, yeah, yeah. He says no point in securing power and there's nothing left to rule. You say, you know, God, it's not the point. That was a stupid dignitary. I'll keep him your merch these in check. He's a terrible guy you almost kind of didn't despise completely. That's weird that he cares about whether or not he's killing people. Uh, Didi? Yeah, because he was very yeah. murdery. Yeah, but, you know, it's murdering for a purpose. Yeah, sure. Uh, listen to SS? Wap, wap, wap. Bad dog. He's imagining hitting uh, Jack with a newspaper. Bad dog. Bad dog. Bad friend. Bad friend. Worst friend. Bad dog, worst yeah. friend. You attempt to humor the Sovereign Slayer demands diplomatically. There's a narrow line to walk between obeying the orders of a clear superior and finally felicitating a perfectly useless genocide. It takes a very savvy breed of psychopath to pull it off. Slayers yapping about some girl, probably young players who can no longer provide any serious threat to your role, but he wants you to go kill her anyway. You ask her why he doesn't go kill her himself. He says it's complicated. This guy, you swear... You tell him you're busy with things that actually matter, like running this kingdom on his behalf and all, levying taxes, pressing concerts, all the unpleasant chores he would never dirty his snout with. He said this is more important than any of that stuff. He says, fine, just send the droll after her. There's a moment of radio silence. He says, you mean the courtyard droll? He wants to be sure this is the same droll you're talking about. He says, yeah, what's the problem? He says, you mean the very same droll who couldn't manage the one simple task assigned to him, steal the White King's ring from the very same adoring, wonderful girl and master and friend in question? Wait, he just says he means girl. Just girl. You didn't hear any of that. You don't say anything. He says, fine, you win. Stick the stupid droll on her. What does he care? Jade has already beat the shit out of CD once. Yeah. So, okay, I guess. 
And also, CD is not maybe... He's known to be forgetful. Forgetful, and also not very good at killing stuff. He's more likely to befriend Jade than... <laughs> yeah, than to actually start murdering Jade. Uh, DD, contact CD. You hit up the droll. The player's right. This guy's clearly incompetent. Still, the only real objective here is to get him to stop breathing down your neck with his off dog breath. Looks like the droll's on the battlefield. He says he's still looking for the Queen's Ring. He says he made a new friend to help him with the search, but it is terribly bleasy on the planet. And his new friend keeps blowing around, making him search more difficult. He says, thank goodness he's not wearing one of those finer hats. Be just dreadful down keeping on his head and it's in such weather. You say you don't care about any of that stuff, and tell him to shut up. Did he find John? Hmm. Uh, listen to Dee Dee. Nope. <laughs> nope, he found the bunny. Yeah. Liv Tyler. <laughs> right. Put John Oh, John. The dignitary is one of your superiors who makes you nervous. The list of superiors who makes you nervous, in fact, includes all of your superiors. It includes many of your inferiors as well. He tells you to forget the ring. You failed your mission, and you're never going to find it. There's a new mission. You say, oh? He says, yeah. And let go of the goddamn rabbit. You say, you say, okay, but don't actually let go. You say you'll be happy to get the new mission very soon, but first, there's a pretty blue tornado ahead of you. You're meaning to investigate. Perhaps other locals have attracted... As attracted, will know something about the ring. He says, for the love of God, will he forget about the tornado in the ring? You don't say anything and look longingly at the tornado again. He says, fine. If you really must examine a meaningless and extraordinarily dangerous exhibit of meteorological phenomenon, go ahead. But be ready to embark on the mission and not a moment later. You say, all right, and wonder what you should do to prepare. He has to have a good winter hat. You nearly dropped the radio in excitement. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) CD's so excited. CD's very cute. Yeah. He's he's got a winter hat he wants to wear. He's been saving this for months. Yeah. Uh, And he's just going to hang on to that bunny. That's his friend now. That's his friend now. They're best friends. Best friends. Uh, Jack, wait. Sits cross-legged amongst the I murders. do want to say that I really like um, the Midnight Crew style of dialogue when they're talking to each other. Oh, I love it. You say this, they say that. You say you don't care. Yeah, he says it's, he knows. it's good. <laughs> uh, Luke was telling me that I forgot if it was uh, Mike or another person who he was reading yeah. Homestuck with, but he's like, who hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck, it's really good. And they're like, oh, it just sounds like this person doesn't know how to write dialogue. And I'm like, no, they do. They just. No, they're just doing, doing a, a very thing. specific thing. Yeah. Like, it's all, like. Usually when they're talking, it's all, like, very, uh. Bureaucracy and, like. Yes. Menial shit. So they're just yeah. like, yeah, no. Like, quit killing so many people. Why? Because you have a kingdom to rule. Fine. Yeah, and that's not as funny. Like, well, like, and just like if it was just that. Yeah, it's not like the, it's it is banter that you couldn't get across with regular dialogue. I don't think. No. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, there, 
Now that those wheels are in motion, you need guess can put your mind at ease for a while. You find nothing quite so troubling as the intrusion of positive emotion. Your momentarily affords a peace of mind to assume a dull, quiet life of semi-restrained murder. Maybe you'll wait here and see if the boy shows up. It's reasonable to assume he'll seek these adults. It's certainly easier to let him come to you than to follow the untraceable scent. Or maybe you'll take a look inside the castle. Perhaps there are survivors here fit for the offing. You guess that could serve some amusement. You wonder if he'll always be like this. What sort of future does a new god have to look forward to? Will this Maley's follow you for eternity? Will there be a perpetually tempted to destroy everything you see, knowing that just a few moments of recklessness, you'll be left with nothing else to destroy forever? What will eternally feel like with a single moment of boredom feels like an eternity onto itself? You wish you could consult the class for answers, but they never show you anything. The reckoning can't wipe this place out soon enough. Oh, so he can't see anything in the clouds. No. Uh, but didn't he just see himself holding the... Uh, I think we did. I don't know if he did. Okay, sure. Uh, be future Jack Noir. Yeah, but Jack Noir's just worried about getting bo- bored. Yeah. And now, future Jack Noir. Presently, you're trapped in a single moment which increasingly feels like an eternity. You're bored and surprised by only your all-consuming rage and contempt for existence itself. Hours ago, you entered an unfamiliar session. You killed a thousand robotic assailants, you destroyed twelve planets with ease, a methodically and cyclically, like a single stained hand of a defective clock smearing each number as it passes. You reduce prospect and durst to dust, you a whole bunch of alien kids in yellow and purple pajamas, your warpath is absolute devastation has only begun to be blazed. There are still miles of bloody miles of spread for us. When the dust with dirt settled, this infuriating fairy appeared out of thin air and froze you in time. But she can't keep you like this forever. If she finally lets it go, you'll be ready. Well, you do. Aside from nothing, that is. Oh, so this is where... This is that flash where Radia froze Jack. Yeah, like we cut at this moment from this... Part. Yeah. So now we're picking back up with it. Uh, Jack, wait. You attempt to be patient. You fail miserably. Oh, he's zapping. I yeah, don't but know. He's not moving. No, but he is very upset. Mm-hmm. Be Aradia. You're now the maid of time, recently resurrected from the crypt of Durst. Your name is Aradia Magetto. And for the first time in your life, you feel truly alive. You have just incapacitated Jack Noir with a spell, but a demon so powerful requires your full concentration to subdue. He'll break for you any moment. You may release him and die now, or you may continue to hold him and die later. What will you do? Aside from die, that is. Aradia, release him. Oh, and she disappears. No. Next. Oh. The green sun? The green sun. Next. You're done with dying. Oh. This is weird. Next. Yeah, radius at the green sun. Soon, friends will arrive. They'll need your help. Okay, sure. Next. Now she... Uh, flies off into some place. Towards some blue planet. Next. 
whose memory is this? Oh, it's a dream bubble. Mm-hmm. We're also already in dream bubble. Yeah, we've already seen her talking to Dave in one. Next. It appears to be yours. At least, that's how it begins. Uh, Aradia, enter bubble. So it this one a has bunch of, a bunch of dead robots in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're just seeing a bunch of dead robots and uh, Jack Noir in the middle. Yeah, on after, the platform. after he cut the yeah. the thing. Next. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Next. Yeah, one of the robots wonders at Jack. Yeah. This is not specifically your memory. Jack is throwing little Cal at the robot. <laughs> yep. Next. It's hers. Oh, that that Aradia bot. Yeah, and it little cow gets like tangled around and she's freaking yeah. out. Next. Oh, and she teleports out. Oh. Next. She got like the her version of like the time Yeah, the timetables. Yeah, which are time music boxes. Right. It's been so long since we've seen her stuff. Yeah. Oh, and she appears in front of a meteor. Which goes through a portal. Yeah, which, you know, if... You know, it's, uh, the, it's one of those sky portals. Yeah. And so they would t- probably go back to... Um... Uh, to Alternia. Yeah. Next. Oh, and we're seeing young Aradia and a little a meteor falls. Yeah. Next. She's digging up dinosaur bones or something. Yeah. Oh, she's real excited. Oh, she's very excited. Well, this is a good discovery. Mm-hmm. Next. Oh. Oh, there's a giant hole. There's a big cave. Next. <laughs> oh, she's got a whip. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Next. Oh, uh, it's the Frog Temple. Yeah. That's how she found it. Yep. Next. I think she said, like, a meteor impact led it to her. Back in Hyphen, a million right, years ago. a million years ago. Yeah, we're just seeing the full. Yeah, just the full view. Next. Okay, this is the Frog There's Temple. somebody on oh, top well. of the frog. If that's, that's probably a radio. That's radio. Oh, it's the little cow. Okay. The dead radio bot. So that's how stuff was getting over here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Next. <laughs> She's kind of <laughs> none. She's not into this. this. Next. Oh, but Locow has Dad's wallet. He has da- He has a. He has a wallet. He has a wallet. Next. The, I'm just, the only person we've seen with a wallet is well, Dad. Oh, yeah, well, also, Jack would have killed Dad by this point, so... But, da- but Dad didn't but have Dad the wallet. But Dad didn't have the wallet. John had the wallet. Okay. Yeah. Next. So how did he get it? Crosby top and a hat. Yep, so that now we know how Rady got the Crosby top. Yep. Next. <laughs> She's so pumped about this She's fedora. super excited about this hat. I mean, of course she loves Fedora. She loves Troll Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's true. A radio. Report discovery. 
Oh, and, uh, like, current Aradia is whispering into past Aradia's ear. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to take? Uh, I'll take Solix. Apocalypse Rhythm Game trolling Trinamorgeddon. Solix! Hey, what's up, AA? You'll never guess what I just found. Won't I? Uh, I doubt it. Was it the matching ruins tonight? Uh, yes. How did you know? I don't know. Just a weird feeling. I feel like we had this conversation before, and that's what it was about. Yeah, me too. What do you think it means? Probably nothing, but now it only does feel like we've had this conversation before. It's going differently this time, so it's extra weird. Maybe your voices are involved? I don't know, maybe. Maybe yours are too? I don't hear a goddamn thing. Do you? Wait, yes. She's very quiet, though. I can't tell what she's saying. Oh, well. Why don't we pretend there's no spooky paranormal phenomenon going on just once and talk about what you wanted to talk about? Good idea. Okay, do you remember what we talked about regarding Kanaya's ruins? Sorta. I asked you for help to understand the glyphs? I guess. Are you just being difficult, or do you really not remember? I guess I don't find the whole mystery of the ruins as exciting as you, okay? Well, obviously, but I really appreciate your help anyway. Sure. How can I help, then? Well, you said that you need another set of glyphs to make sense of them. You speculated that there may be another set of ruins. You even guessed that they'd be blue. It turns out you're right. Don't you think that's pretty cool? Oh, yeah. I'm awesome about that for sure. But I can't shake the feeling these ruins are going to be nothing but trouble for us. But you say that about everything. That's because it's fucking true about everything. No, it's not. I did find some other neat thing down here, too, which are strange but quite harmless and not foreboding in the least. Like what? Like this amazing hat! It's an authentic archaeologist hat, so it's hard to find them in this style. There are no horn holes, though, but I love it anyway. It's great. Pretty sweet, eh? Hey, didn't you also find some bits and pieces of your bizarre robot doppelganger? I was going to tell you about that. Damn it, how did you know? I don't know. I just remembered some shit about this discovery. God, sorry. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah, well, I guess this is kind of shit you have to play with when two psychics talk to each other about stuff. Maybe. Why don't we pick this up again later when we're not feeling so weird? Well... Okay. Apocalypse Arisen again, trolling Twinamorgeddon and Apocalypse Arisen. Oh, boy. Ahem. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to give you both the chance to remember, uh, but it doesn't look like this is going anywhere. What the fuck? Wow, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Resurrected Aradia doesn't have a quirk? Yeah. But, uh, past Aradia does. Yeah. Okay, uh, next. Is it coming back yet? Is what coming back? Who are you? Whoa, hold on. Why am I talking like you suddenly? This is a memory in a dream bubble. That's right. Oh, that doesn't really answer my question, but okay. You change your voice because you remember, like I did. Remembered what? That I died. 
This is my memory, and also hers. But I will not become the robot who remained during the crater, whereas she did not. I don't actually know her story or how she got here, but for me, this is the end of the road. This is the afterlife. Well, shit. So, so I guess that means I'm dead too? Nope. Next. Sulks isn't dead. No, Sulks isn't dead. Uh, you're just asleep. And also blind. Holy shit, I can't see. Yep, so that one being blind means. Wow, awesome. Way to be awesomely sympathetic to my terrible new problem, AA. Sulks, will you shut up and stop being so tragic for once? You knew this was going to happen. Your prophecies of personal doom were practically all you ever talked about. I think you were looking forward to this, honestly. She's right. I can't believe this. It's almost as if I'm getting double teamed. Damn. I don't feel right at all. I think I might have to retire the whole bifurcation gimmick, puns and all. Actually, that's kind of a relief. Maybe you're right. I'm feeling better about this already. Great. You should be able to relax now that you've released from the curse of your vision twofold, just like you said you'd be. And you're now merely doomed. Oh. That's... awesome? Being doomed isn't that bad. I spent most of my life that way, remember? At least you have the luxury of understanding. And the best part about being doomed is you have to... You only have to put up with it until you die. That's the spirit. <laughs> Actually, I guess I don't have to keep talking like I'm doomed anymore, do I? Nope. This is so weird. What am I even listening to here? Ugh. Fuck, I cannot believe I just made that face. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh yeah, also, why the fuck are my teeth missing? I don't know. Okay, well, great. Glad we got to the fucking bottom of that mystery. 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 Mystery, mystery, mystery. Man, I can't even lisp anymore if I try. Please don't laugh. I can tell you're both enjoying this. I can smell it using my new blind guy nose powers. Really? No, not literally. I was joking. I mean, not yet. Maybe I'll ask TZ about it when I wake up, though. Hey, what was that noise? What noise? I think someone else is here. Oh, it's Jade. Jade? What the fuck? Who's Jade? She's one of the humans we met after you died. Okay. I guess I'm out of the loop on the chronology for once. That's fine. You'll catch up. Hey, guys. I hope I'm not interrupting. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, jeez. Next. Jade's here. Jade's here. Yeah, so now we got Aradia, Aradia, Solix, and Jade. Great. And yeah, they're like in Jade's room and she's wearing her... Uh, her dress straight from the mangas. Straight from the mangas. Well, yeah, you kind of were. Sort of reunion of close departed friends going on here, but no big deal, I guess. Oh no! I can leave! But no, don't. Salt's try to be polite. There's no reason for all of you to feel hostile towards them anymore. She is very nice and she did nothing wrong. None of them did, so you can wake up. Maybe you should try to reconcile with them, or at the very least, just say hello. Did you? Did I what? Be nice to them, or whatever, before you exploded? Well, no. But I should've. Uh, I did with you before I left, didn't I? I guess so. <gasps> this is awkward. Shush you. 
What actually happened after I died? It sounds complicated. It is. I'll get you up to speed, I promise. But guys, come on, let's not scare away our guest. Okay, then I'll shut up. I think one radio thing thinks is more than enough, probably. You can say that again. <laughs> but, I mean, don't say it again literally, because that's kind of the whole point. Then would completely contradict. Oh my god, shut up. It's okay. I can take another nap later when you guys aren't busy. No, Jade, it's okay. Please stay. I'm curious about why you're here. Well, I've just been enjoying these little naps more and more lately. Each time I go to sleep, I meet more new people and learn so much. But I still can't get Carcat to take a nap. Boy, talk about a guy who is anti-nap. <laughs> yeah, what a douche. Seriously, he's the douchiest of crabby crabs who ever douched a big douchey crab. <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. I should really thank the fairy again for setting it up so we can meet like this. Wait, FF is here? Yep. Oh god, why didn't that even occur to me? Where is she? Um, probably in another bubble. But you'll find her. Maybe during your next nap. Well, shit, why can't I go glub around out there in the ring and find her now? I mean, aside from the fact that I'm blind and completely useless? Navigating between bubbles is difficult here. It's better to drift between them naturally as they intersect. Not spatially, but through common points in memory. To navigate the furthest ring, you need to have mastered the flow of time. This is why I'm here. I'm alive again, so I assist the dead in that way. Huh. Jade, tell me, have you seen me here before? I mean, just like I am now, wearing my godhood? Yeah! You're really nice and helpful! Wait, what? You're wearing a godhood? Why didn't you tell me that? What gives? Or that you could come back to life? I'm wearing the hood and have butterfly wings. What else would you like to know? Man, being blind is dumb. Can I, like, grope you or something to get up to date on your appearance? Would that be weird? Yes, Ox, that'd probably be pretty weird. I think your outfit looks so cute! I love your wings, too! Thank you, your outfit is quite spiffy, too. I like the skirt a lot, especially. Is... is that a skirt? I'm not sure! Rolling my eyes is what I would be doing if that were possible. Ah. Hey, hey, come on, you are making a point. Shh. And then, yeah, I'll just put that in. Yes, okay. You see, those encounters you had with me before have not happened for me yet because I've only just arrived. Time follows strained path here, as so space. If you travel a great enough distance, you might discover you're also traveling enough, either backwards or forwards in time as well. Just as if you stay in one place for too long, the geometry of space surrounding it will become unreliable. You may swap the air to your left and discover you have just slapped yourself. The only way to make sense of it is to understand either property very well. And since I'm new here, I have some learning to do just like everyone else. But I do know one thing. What? I knew that the first bubble I would enter would be an important one for us to visit. What's so important about that? Hang on. We're moving to a new memory. Hold that thought. Next. Uh, so, do you mind if I just real quick? What's that? Uh, here is something, uh, like a theory I like about, um, kind of what's, uh, about something. Okay. So... Aridin was the Prince of Hope. Yes. Um, which means he'd be, like, in charge of kind of, you know, bringing hope. <laughs> yeah, team morale. Yeah. Um, 
and he even like mentioned that his wand was like had the magic of hope and science. Yeah. And so when he used it, I there's a theory that he was just because of who he is and like what his role is that he was he had to give people what they were hoping for, even if it didn't exactly look like it. Okay. So, you know, he shoots Solux, and Solux goes blind, but also the voices stop, and yeah. Solux is suddenly the happiest he's ever been. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he kills Fafari, and Fafari now gets to live in the dream bubbles, which, one, she loves. Yes. And two, facilitate the meetings of humans and trolls, which is what she wanted to do. Yeah, what she wanted to do in the first place. He shoots Kanaya, and Kanaya is revealed that, like, gets to come back as a rainbow drinker, which was <laughs> what she thing. wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could buy into that. Yeah, that's cute. And also, I just like it because even like as he's trying to be shitty, Aridan fails. Yes, even when he's trying to kill people, he can't do it. Yeah. Oh, and look at the, underneath the bed. Little cows under the bed. I hate this. So cool. No, not cool. It is important because it will help us begin to understand why you're all here. What do you mean why we're all here? You mean in the afterlife? That's easy. Because she's asleep, she's dead, you're alive, and I'm blind. Couldn't be simpler. No, no. Not we're all here in this bubble now. But why we all exist in the first place, and why we all went on this adventure together. Oh. That. There's so much to understand. I believe it all begins with one sequence of events. Watching will help those who've passed to understand the purpose of their sacrifices... Those still living to understand what must be done to complete the journey still ahead. We will let the memories lead the way. Are you guys ready? Next. You ready, Molly? I'm ready, I think. Ready? No. Here we're at a place where a Kanaya was. Oh, is that where this is? She's got her lunchbox. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, I'm ready! Okay, that's all the next man take shape. I believe it is Kanaya's. I'll reprise my role in a conversation I had with her shortly after I discovered the ruins. Everyone hide and try not to spoil it for her until she remembers. Next. This is gonna be a mess. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and so we see uh, Kanaya <laughs> in her room. <laughs> like all of the people like just hiding out of frame. Yeah, just out of frame. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to, uh, guess gonna take Kanaya? Yeah, I'll take Kanaya. Hey, Kanaya, there's something I want to give you. Oh, really? Yes, it's something very odd I found when I discovered the ruins the other night. I don't know what its archaeological significance is, but I suspect you'll be able to repair it. This is a dream, isn't it? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, oh, wow. You figured that out very fast. It seemed obvious. Either I'm sleeping or I'm dead. Which is it? Well, I'm sure you're alive. You are unconscious now and likely wake as your new self very soon. My new self? Yes. You're undergoing a metamorphosis which has been groomed for since you were very young. Much like I was for my personal iterations, including this one. You mean being a ghost and then a frog? And then a robot, and then a fairy? Yes, 
But it sure sounds silly when you list them all like that. Kind of. What do you mean we have been groomed? Well, this is what we're about to find out. If you'll oblige us by continuing with this memory. Okay, what do I do? Why don't we go through this conversation again to the best of our recollection? I guess rather than acting out, we can just talk about it, the old-fashioned way. Was what we were attempting before not old-fashioned? I have no idea. It seems to me the nature of the afterlife is probably very old-fashioned. Maybe even the most old-fashioned a thing can get. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm... You know what I mean, though. Yes, then, this was when you were about to give me the unusual gift from the ruins. Yes, I then had Salk delivered the pieces to you so you could stitch it back up. Salk, that's your cue! Come out and play the part! So we don't have to hide anymore? No, of course not. Obviously the jig is up, everyone can come out now. Yay! This is the worst surprise party of all time. This is the worst surprise party. I'm like, can I just like, no, so I'm dreaming, right? Like, I'm dreaming or yeah, dead. Yeah, no, I'm what either dreaming or dead. On? Please get it together. I know where we're at. I know what the score is. Thank you. Don't, don't come at me with this. <laughs> Next. God, I'm so glad she's not dead. I'm so glad she's not dead. She's very bright. She's very bright. She's very bright. But, yeah, if something a, you know, Taylor could stick together... What'd that be? Ugh, little cow. Fuck. Yeah. I hate this. So, like, okay, so I'm supposed to act out what I did before when I brought her these shitty doll parts. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I'm still not sure, Aradia. Are we supposed to be role-playing? No, guys, come on. This isn't that complicated. Just revisiting the past just like we would if we were talking about it. But just so happens we can watch it happen as we talk about it. As a matter of fact, the story does involve a role-playing game, but not in that way. This is kind of stupid. You're stupid and you sound stupid. Hopi Fifth, I booth sound stupid. Why the fuck am I bouncing all these teeth suddenly? I don't know, but you may be waking up soon. Oh, okay, great. Though I will miss the rest of all the cool scissory, okay. Maybe not if we hurry this along. Wait, before we do... Hi, Kanaya! It's nice to meet you! Hi, Jade. Uh, what is that thing you're wearing? You don't like it? No, I didn't mean to sound disapproving. But I do think more colorful apparel suits you better. Yes, I know! You told me! I did? Yes, but you probably haven't yet. Not from your perspective. I... Could not help but overhear your sleep now. You told me all about what happened after you woke up. About what? About how you turned into a vampire. What's a vampire? This is ridiculous. Solix is right. I mean Solix. Can I tell us what happened next? <laughs> God. God. <laughs> next. It's like, what's a vampire? What's <laughs> a vampire? Oh. Yeah, the felt outfit. Yeah. There isn't much to say. I repaired the doll and made him a nice outfit, with a far more becoming palette and fit than the absurd tatters he was found in, I thought at least. 
Yes. Uh, should there be anything else to this story? Not really. Isn't that Dave's puppet? Yes. Aww. Oh, Fifth, I guess I'm out of here. Bye, Philip. See you later, everybody. Bye! Anyway, that is all I can remember. I quickly began to find the doll unnerving, so I put him away. To my knowledge, he has remained secure in my block ever since. Is he relevant in some way? Guys, why do you have Dave's puppet? What's going on here? Yes, Aradia, it seems you have some foreknowledge of this narrative. Maybe you can tell us why any of this is important. This is only a piece of the story. The other piece will fall into place from successive memories, and it will all become clear. But yes, alright, I will eliminate some suspense and try to serve as a better guide in this tour through the catacombs of our collective subconscious. The separate tunnels we want travel in the dark as individuals we now retrace together with the torch. On the walls we illuminate the rune which describe a convoluted orange story, an origin we participated in. We were spurred to these actions by that which we was being originated, and decided to act of revenge as we returned against each other's. Huh. Mm, yeah, but it, it's crazy, like, how this stupid puppet has become, like... It's been everywhere. It's everywhere. It's been everywhere, and I hate it. I don't... Locale sucks. I hate Locale. Because he's so cool. Uh, I also don't like that Tavros is hanging out in the bottom right corner of this panel. Yeah. This is gonna get awkward, probably? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, next. I don't remember... Oh, and, uh... I think... I forgot... Now, uh... Kanaya is has a gash in her. Oh, she's got a big uh, blood stain stomach. on her. Yeah, on her stomach. I don't remember this. I mean, I remember getting jumped off the cliff by my legs. Not the thing I'm doing now. No, our manipulator disguise his tracks well. Do I have to lie on the floor like this? Is that important? No, Tavros, you can get up. Also. Can't we, or at least I, be not in this memory? Because it's one that's not as great as most. We will leave it soon. But you doing something very important here. What was I doing? Writing a part of the code. So it looks like he's doing his mind thing. Yeah. But mm. yeah, they're talking about a code. A code. Hmm. Next. Oh. Tick. A lot. Yeah. He wrote it a lot. I mean, this is kind of like... uh, This is like the kids. Yeah. Or like Rose's uh, Meow. Yeah. Which, that was a code, too. That was a code. Which made Beck. Yes. An incomplete fragment consisting of four symbols, comprising the first word of a binary refrain. A pair of sounds emerging from the belly of a fabled tyrant's menace. But you authored only one sound of the pair. Next. I would write the other. Oh. Yeah, uh, God Aradia turned into Dead Aradia. Yeah, next. 
I like that she's like putting on the costumes, like, oh, I'm putting on a play. Yeah, like we're doing this thing. Yeah, she writes talk. Okay, sure. In the suit of my ruined hive, I scrawled my part of the code, completing the phrase of legend. The persisting sound said to come to the ultimate demise of the tyrant less an arm and an eye. But even those, these eight characters, the scrawlings of Ch- Arge, were still but half the code. Yeah, but, you know, TikTok in the yeah. belly of a... T- like, it, thing, it's about Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the alligator with the clock in its belly. I haven't seen Peter Pan. There's an alligator with a clock in its belly. Okay. Noted. And... Hmm? Yeah, the tyrant missing half, you know, an arm and a... And a I, Jack, or Hook, yeah, or or next if we go next. Next, okay, next. Oh, Friska, Friska, because <laughs> she's missing the break. Yeah, and she's got break, but with her your eights. There's another half by Scourge in two parts. One part, three symbols. Another half by Scorch in two parts. So, Terezi's the other half of this one, then, maybe? Next. Maybe. Yep. Yep, crushed it. It's heads. Okay, sure. The other five. Why the scale was tipped in this way between sisters, I cannot say. Next. Yeah, so it's... We're seeing, like, all their flart books, because that's kind of in each page. Right, there is a flart book on each page. Each fragment would be transcribed in our rule books, seeing the collaboration between Rust Bloods and Blue Bloods, completing the code for our session's architect. Not exactly. Next. Got a robot irradianism that got irradiated done. Yeah. There was another fragment. Oh? Yes. An additional eight symbols from a wild card source, I suppose. Rose had four. Rose did hers. Have we seen anything on Jade's walls? No. Hmm. Yeah, but, uh... Trezzy went from crying in the dream to now she's got the bite marks. Yeah. Which Kanaya notices. Yep. And gets a, she gets a shout pull. <laughs> she gets a shout pull. Next. Yeah. Honk, honk. Oh, jeez. Came from a timeline not meant to happen. The one I came from to ensure it wouldn't. Thus feeling my face. Next. Ever seeing with like all like the pie. Yeah, written in green on Gamzee's wall. I believe that the fragment was gibberish Molinistic. After completing his rampage through our session, since it was not part of Skeptic Colony, I was oblivious until it was too late to stop it. Not that it would matter if I did the timeline had already gone astray. I piece together what happened by saluting the various scenes. Yeah, but uh, Kanai and Terezi now disappear. Yeah. Uh, Kanaya. Like, yeah, yeah. Kanai and Terezi disappear, but there's a dead Kanaya and a dead. Not a dead Kanaya. A dead Terezi and a dead car cat in his room. Yeah. Uh, Jade so, is not happy about any of this. No. No. And Vriska's there. Vriska's there. She's hiding in the corner. It's fine. Tavros is still um, with him. Yeah, so apparently this was a Doom timeline where Gamzee went crazy early. Yeah. And killed. Carcat uh, and or everybody, apparently. 
Yeah, but we're seeing Karkat and Terezi. Maybe when they had their little rendezvous. Yeah. Next. And Jade disappears, and so does Friska. Yep. And it's going to be the tech which the code was recorded in. I declare eternity to the Alpha timeline with the tech, as evidence for the madness, I guess. And the Alpha timeline text was destroyed, and an explosion caused by a computer virus. This explosion did not take place on my timeline. I identified this event as a different prompting the offshoot, and returned to other planetary reckoning just as I did on the left at the end of my life, though this time deliberately. Two influences are quietly to make sure it happened. The ladies were in the rest of our doomed cells to help the people came. The other surely had similar responsibilities all the way. All of the doomed radias. Making yeah. sure that we're shit went down right. Yeah, but we're seeing the, the Till Death book. Yeah. It's got a lot, a lot of, of different blood, blood on it. Next. Honk, 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 honk. That's the book. I lost track of it shortly after I arrived. Yes, we all lost track of our books. Huh. So all the Aradius is what she yeah. means. Got it. Well, I think also all the flirt books. Oh, okay. Someone took, someone took them kind of like somehow someone took Rose's Meow book. Right. Next. Kind of like how exactly someone took Rose's Meow book. Yeah. <laughs> We're seeing the Black Queen. Yep. They were gathered surreptitiously by agents assigned to the task. Yeah, so she's making a guardian. Yeah. Next. And in the veil, their codes were merged with the ghost imprint of other mysterious artifacts. The cue ball. The little little cow. cow. Next. If you put those together, what do you make? Doc Scratch. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, next. Yeah, next, sorry, yeah. Our first guardian was brought to life on the seat path through Scott's foul gate of defense. The first to find Alternia. Uh, B-Scratch. So, Doc Scratch is part of... Um... Is partly Little Cow. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Fuck. You once again try to be Doc Scratch and fail spectacularly. You can't be him, no matter how hard you try. It's impossible. In fact, I think it'd be for the best if I ended the narrative completely for a while. I trust you won't mind if I speak in white. It's not actually negotiable, but as a courtesy, I'll enclose my words in a pair of visually audible brackets. I'm doing this because I can. Was this the part we were going to pull Luke for? I think it was. Do we want to pull Luke? Should we pull Luke in? He's going to be here anyway. Yeah. Molly, do you mind if you just reread the thing so we can just do this right? B scratch. Oh, now should we? Start, should you just read the white text, Luke? Uh, I thought that's what you were gonna have me do. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hey, about Luke's that. here oh. now. Hey, I'm here now. Hi, Luke. Hi. The three of us are together at last. Finally. <laughs> it took so long. This is probably yeah. years after this has been recorded. God. Uh, I don't know. We're moving out to a decent clip at this point. You are, but I don't know. It's at least a year. It's, yeah, it's a long time. You once again try to be Doc Scratch and fail spectacularly. You can't be him no matter how you try. 
It's impossible. In fact, I think it would be for the best if I commandeered the narrative completely for a while. I trust you won't mind if I speak in white. It's not actually negotiable, but as a courtesy, I will enclose my words between a pair of visually audible brackets. I am doing this because I can. Great. Look at this asshole. <laughs> There's no way to talk about our guests. <laughs> Uh, so are these uh, commands just going to be O or? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's his uh, head. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, I realized that. Um, <laughs> o. I'm going to sound very surprised the entire arc. <laughs> I am also doing it because I am expecting a guest to arrive shortly. This should enable me to show the man the sort of hospitality he deserves while doing the same for you. My apartment doesn't have a doorbell. Why would an omniscient fellow need to be alerted to the presence of a visitor? I know he will be right on time, which is to say, early. And if I did have a doorbell, you would have just witnessed it ring. He is already here. Oh. Yeah. My door is not fitted. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. What? Uh, well, the was that said no, that was... I, I, I did it. Listen. I'm going to start saying next now. Yeah, that's probably for the best. (laughs) He's having someone over. How polite. How polite. My door is not fitted with a peephole either. Those without eyes or without limits to their knowledge have no need for peeping. And I am without either. I have never once peeped at or through something. And I doubt I ever will. Apertures built into physical surfaces to reveal what's hidden behind them are for those with particular handicaps. They're for those lacking advanced vision to render the opaque permeable to light, or those lacking advanced knowledge to render the concealed information irrelevant, or both. They are for people who I call suckers. I know the identity of anyone who stands behind this door, even in those cases where I have not extended an invitation to the visitor personally. Pardon me while I let Jack inside. I mean, of course it was going to be Jack. Yeah. I don't, there's, I I guess if Beck showed up, Beck Sprite, I wouldn't be too surprised either, but. Uh, next. Man, I'll say this is great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't gotta do shit. Did you not believe it would be Jack? Who else would it be? Someone who would have suspected anyone else is a person who I would also describe as a sucker. Ha ha. He he. Hoo hoo. Hello, Slick. Won't you please ent- Wrong Jack. Yeah? Yeah. You are expecting, uh, Beck Noir? I was expecting a, you know, time-traveling, teleporting Jack. Right. Although I suppose Ooh. this is basically that guy. He's got a robot arm now, though. Yeah? Yeah. Next. Because the last time we saw this Jack, the Spade Slick... The end of the intermission. got his arm ripped off yeah. and his eye cut. Yeah. He was not in a good way. No. Yeah, so next. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Clock. Clocked him. Clocked him good. It's too bad he didn't have the fucking pool cue, really. 
<laughs> that's the only weapon that can kill Doc Scratch. Yeah, the only weapon uh, that can kill Doc Scratch is a pool cue. Next. Jack, stop it. Jack. Slick? Which would you prefer I call you? It's one of those strange points of uncertainty which surrounds you. Maybe it's that you don't particularly care. Your flair is for the plain and serviceable, isn't it? Not much of your vanity is tied up in a name, I guess. Not going to tell me? Fine. I won't tell you my name, either. Well, I might. If you would just show some manners and stop hitting me with that ridiculous horse hitcher. I won't crack, no matter how senseless the drubbing. If only it were that simple. You're not going to stop, are you? It'll be very difficult to discuss our points of mutual interest like this. I was prepared to go about it in a civilized way, even though I knew very well I would spend the first several minutes of our meeting sitting on the floor while being flogged. I've even prepared a bowl of candy for you, which I know you will enjoy. Courtesy is important, Jack. Do you have anything at all to say? Any form of communication you care to attempt beyond the sound Iron makes against my head repeatedly? No, of course not. <laughs> what an asshole. Spacelook <laughs> is just... Just beating Doc Scratch. Yeah. Just beating him about the head. Next. What's that? I see. You think you already know my name. You do not know my real name, Jack. Just as none of your adversaries on this planet know yours. You only know my nickname. It's a good nickname, too. Befitting of the passive gunslinger charged with initiating the break. I am my master's weapon. His soldier in a war of one bullet fired. But when that bullet clears the barrel, it won't be my finger on the trigger. I'm a facilitator, not an assassin. Uh, uh, yeah, Doc Scratch's tr- true name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if Jack Noir is not our prophesized demon. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Because, Why is that? Well, because now he's talking about it as though he still needs to bring him out. And I guess this Jack right here, this is the exiled one. Right. Yeah, this is the one from Alternia. This is the one from Alternia. So... I don't know, this is either a weird time thing, or uh, it's something else, and Lord English is not Jack Noir. Uh, also initiating the break, the break being, you know, the the beginning of a pool game, but that's... So something hasn't started yet. Right. Also, Doc Scratch yeah, and, stole his and, horse hitcher and is turning it Yeah, into, and it's all like, bent. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, he still has to do it even if the demon could be here because through the time travel bullshit right it still the has to already happen. here yeah yeah he still has to do it yeah next here Jack why don't you go help yourself to some candy over there on the table there's something I need to take care of before we continue I won't be long next she just he just hands Jack back the hitter and Jack kind of looks sad <laughs> yeah yeah, this okay. is his best horse hitcher. That was his only horse hitcher. <laughs> his best and only horse hitcher. Yep. Is this yeah, black licorice? Scotty dogs. Scotty dogs. Oh right, yeah. Next. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, good. Placate yourself with the Scotty Dog Slick. My supply is bottomless. I am an excellent host. Just the best host. Unlimited Scotty Dogs? You kidding? I just love the loop of Jack just reaching in. <laughs> yeah, really good. Shoving them in their, his pockets. Oh, but he doesn't even eat any. He's just no. He's, he's just save them. I'm, I'm gonna fucking keep these. I'm gonna have to go back in that goddamn airship. I'm gonna have so many Scotty Dogs. Next. When I am finished with this minor interruption, you'll resume our gentlemanly negotiation. I will proceed to beat you severely until you agree to do what I ask. I trust you won't take it personally. Oh, he's taking off the jacket. Yeah. If he puts down yeah, the straps, I know uh, this is going to be really real. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, in the background, uh, Jack is just overturned the bowl. And putting it in his hat. Yeah. Oh, we, we should call this guy Spade Slick just to differentiate them. Yeah, this is this is definitely Spade Slick. <laughs> but also, no, it's not. That's Jack, that's Jack Noir, Ashley. Well, sure. Yeah. But it's a different Jack Noir. It's a different Jack Noir. Yeah, this is Spade Slick. Uh, next. Now please excuse me. I have to talk to a teenage girl from another universe. Uh, be teenage girl from another universe. Like I just hung his coat on. <laughs> on his little, like, uh, Skya model. Yeah. You cannot be a teenage girl from another universe, because you're too busy being a teenage girl from this universe. You're busy being Rose Alon, completely preoccupied with it, in fact. So preoccupied, you've been neglecting messages from some of your friends who are trying to contact you, but you have a lot of important stuff to do. You'll get back to them later. Rose, pester informant. That's highlight all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Control A. It is quite warm here on Lohak. I think I've been patient enough. When will I receive further instructions? Now. So... I could have contacted you at any time. No. Only now. I came away with the impression from our last conversation that our next would take place on your invitation. I was being polite by waiting. Your inevitable impatience caused you to contact me again. Inevitability is my invitation. That's pretty smug. I'm right to be smug. I am omniscient, extremely powerful... And very charming. Well, two out of three isn't bad. Can you use your limitless intelligence to figure out which one it was, I mean? That was clever. If I plead ignorance to the fact that you're denying my charisma, it invalidates my claim of omniscience. But if I must adhere to my all-knowing status, it forces me to validate the unfortunate reality that you're feigning the opinion that my demeanor is unpalatable. Not that it matters, because I have all three qualities, and you know it. This is stupid. Could we get to the point? Yes, I was about to say. We should hurry this along. My visitor is beginning to set things on fire. You have a visitor? Who? Eh, some guy. I was joking anyway. I'm not in a hurry at all. You tell jokes? Yes. Ha <laughs> ha. So your visitor isn't setting anything on fire, then? Oh, he most definitely is. Hee <laughs> hee. I'm really not getting the joke. 
From my perspective, this conversation is taking place in less than one second. I type very quickly. Hoo-hoo. I thought you didn't lie. Aren't jokes essentially humorous lies? At least, like, those like the ones you just attempted. Jokes are only temporary lies. If the falsehood is never exposed, there's no punchline. If the punchline is never delivered, the lie is sealed forever, regardless of initial humorous intent. Lies are not funny. I think if you're going to risk tarnishing your record of honesty, you'd probably get better material. My joke was objectively funny. Who would know better than I? Okay. So you're saying an inaccurate statement doesn't count as a lie, as long as you say, just kidding, later. Basically. Uh, what if it's much later? Is it still just a joke? No, that would be something closer to a prank. I don't play pranks very often. Are you allowed to lie about playing pranks? If I asked you if you were playing a prank on me, would you tell the truth? I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I choose never to lie. I also choose to tell jokes now and then, and to play pranks quite sparingly. But I can say that I have never played a prank on you, and no statement I have made to you thus far or will make in this conversation will contain any trace of falsehood for the sake of setting up a joke or a prank, with the exception of the joke I just made and another one I will make very soon. I'm starting to change my mind. Oh? Yes, I think your joke was funny in retrospect. Actually, your whole stick is pretty good. I'm warming up to it. Yes, I knew it. Just to be clear, would the assurance you just made a prank or a joke? It was neither. It was the truth. <clears throat> was that? Yes. The truth? Yes. Okay. Were you serious about wanting to die? Yes. Why? I'll tell you later. Why? Because you asked. But why not now? Because that information would not fit elegantly into the sequence of our exchange at this moment. You know how this entire conversation will go? Yes. Is that true of all conversations we you have? Yes, until briefly, I don't. But the dark spots never last long. The truth disguises itself to me sometimes, which can be mildly frustrating but it usually reveals itself quickly, much as if a punchline was delivered. It's a humorous dialogue I have with reality, and it is very amusing. Then why do you bother with the conversation? Obligation is predestination as usual? There's no obligation. It's a pleasure. It is? I've always had a soft spot for young ladies. Hmm. That's a little creepy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It kind of is. I have looked into the future and determined that we would continue in this manner pointlessly for some time, so I am putting an end to it here. That doesn't make sense. Was that another joke? Yes. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. How young are the ladies you typically take a shining to? Does this mean you're attracted to me? Suddenly the combination is kind of terrible. Of course I'm not. Not in the way you mean. 
But anyway, you're applying standards of conduct frowned upon for your kind, which make no sense to apply to me. I am an immortal enemy. Yeah. I am an immortal entity with a large cue ball for a head, and no biological means of reproduction. Really? Also, if you were millions of years old, you would find that nearly every lady you encounter is quite young, relatively speaking. There should be no reason for you to feel uncomfortable with this interaction. Try to think of me as one of your kindly human uncle figures. In fact, if I were in your presence now, I would offer you candy to prove it. Oh my god. What? Can we talk about the scratch instead of this? Yes. Christ. <laughs> a kindly human uncle. Just a kindly human uncle who gives you candy. And Luke. Yeah, and. God. <laughs> and of course, Luke does take a shine to young girls. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he's guiding the two of us. Oh, sure. Oh, Christ. Okay. You're not that young. <laughs> you're not 13. <laughs> Luke, I'm, you're, you're not a million not, years old. Luke, you're how not old children. are you? Luke, how old are you? <laughs> 25. Uh, oh, we're very... That's right. When's your, when is your birthday? Uh, In November. So I am older 26. than you. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. Fine. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh... God, okay, so there was nothing there. Uh, next. <laughs> I don't think there was a lot there. I don't think there was much there. Actually, there was absolutely was something there that only me and Ashley know. Yeah. Listen, fuckers. <laughs> Listen, I get enough of this from one of you. Right, now you're getting it from two. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Luke, high five. Ah. Nice, yeah. great. <sighs> next. <laughs> You are situated near the game construct supplied by your session for causing the scratch, yes? Are you actually asking? No. That was a fact and then a question mark. Ah, uh, well, yes I am. It's a large plateau shaped like a record. It's called the Beat Mesa. I know. Is the game construct different in other sessions? Yes. It will always be an edifice of similarly cryptic design, located on the planet that is home to the Hero of Time. Its environment dictates the nature of its construction. Its power is dangerous, and is meant to be utilized only in emergencies such as yours. You mean, in sessions where victory is no longer possible? Yes. Due to creating an unstoppable adversary, who triggers the reckoning prematurely, is that sort of emergency common? No. Failure is common, but the composition of yours is quite atypical. Okay. It's like a panic button for the players to push once they realize the cause is lost. Yes, but causing the scratch is not an easy task, either. The construct must be destroyed in a very specific way to release its energy. The keeper of my ectobiological father began the process. It must be finished. Who? The Guardian of the Night of Time. Dave's bro. Yes. How do I finish it? You don't. Not you personally. Another will. You have something more important to attend to, remember? Oh, right. 
The green... Wait. The green, the green sun. sun. Yes. Yes, I plan to take care of that later, once John has retrieved the tumor. You mean the tumor? Whatever. Your plan will have to change. You aren't ready to cause the scratch yet. Like I said, it's difficult. What will the one who does it have to do? I should let them know. You will have to scratch the surface of the plateau across its full diameter. I see. This terminology can be very literal sometimes. You will require a certain needle to create a breach in the surface that will be adequate. I have needles. Your needles won't suffice. Then where do I get the ones that will? Again, you won't. This task is out of your hands. The needles must be acquired from the denizen of the Witch of Space. Her quills are very large and potent. They'll be able to cause the scratch. This really seems more elaborate than you led me to believe. I didn't lead you to believe anything. I told you to find the construct and await advisement on the scratch. The plans you were making were based on assumptions and fabrications of your imagination. You were writing more stories, much like those about your false magical men. I wish what I'd written in my prior journals could be defined in one of your dark spots. I don't. I find your stories entertaining. You're being creepy again. No, I'm not. Besides, the White King agrees with me. What? For a seer, your vision of events surrounding you is rather limited. It's charming. Just... please stop complimenting me. No. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, so they got, they got to scratch a record. They have to scratch a record. Uh, I figured when I was when you guys were reading this, I figured it was Dave's bro stabbing it that started this whole fucking thing. Right? So, yeah. Cause like, back in, in like, theory, yeah. it could be his sword, but I guess not. And I figured that was would be you know what causes Dave to finally fucking confront something, going to pull oh, a sure. sword out of his chest. Right. Uh, but no, Dave doesn't have to do shit. I guess. <laughs> It's good to know, like, I've been listening to the episodes that you're posting up. You really don't like Dave back then, and it's good to hear that sounds strong. <laughs> yeah, it's still... He's okay. He's a little bit better than he was, but yeah, he's still not very good. I think... I think you'll like Dave by the end of Homestuck. I think you'll like him by the end of Act 5. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Alright. Um, but they have to go beat Jade's denizen, and I was just thinking, like, I don't know... 50 pages ago. Man, we sure haven't talked about accomplishing anything in a while. Yeah. We sure yeah. haven't talked about game objectives in a minute. No. Well, so, at some point, I mean, everything's fucked, so who cares? Yeah, so who cares? Yeah, Rose has just been blowing up her land. Who gives a All shit? Right. Uh, next, then. Fine. Then please at least try to sound more sarcastic when you do it. Oh, sure. I'm really going to do that. Yes, very likely. Hmm. The scratch will be implemented later, either John or Dave, I presume. You use a male pronoun. Yes. I guess it makes sense that it would happen later. My understanding is that Jack will not be banished from this session until near the end of the reckoning. Yes, Jack will exit your session later, but this has nothing to do with the scratch. Not directly, as you imply. 
I don't understand. I thought that was the point of the scratch, to open a rift in space-time, as it were, to banish him into the troll session. No. Uh, that is not the purpose of the scratch at all. The scratch does not open a rift in space-time. Hmm. Then why have you directed me to cause it? Does it have something to do with enabling you to die? No, not directly. The scratch has nothing more to do with my death than any other single event ultimately contributing to my demise. I think it's disingenuous for you to behave as if I've not been misled. You say you don't lie, but then, but what about lies of omission? Lies of omission do not exist. The concept is a very human one. It's the product of your story writing again. You've written a story about the truth, making emotional demands of it, and in particular of those in possession of it. Your demands are based on a feeling of entitlement to the facts, which is very childish. You can never know all the facts. Only I can. And since it's impossible for me to reveal all facts to you, it's my discretion alone that decides which facts will be revealed in the finite time we have. If I do not volunteer information you deem critical to your fate, it possibly means that I am a scoundrel, but it does not mean that I am a liar, and it certainly means you did not ask the right questions. One can make either true statements or false statements about reality. All of the statements I make are true. Unless you're joking. Yes. Haha. Hee hee. Hoo hoo. Exactly. Then I guess I'll start asking better questions. Good. I will make a seer of you yet. Will you? Yes. You can start by shoring up the reliability of your sources. You proceeded to question me, believing you understood the purpose of the scratch. You received your information about it from trolls. I assure you that in most ways, the trolls are as confused about everything as you are. Okay, noted. What exactly did the scratch do, then? It resets the game. Oh. That's it? Yes. Then, we all start from the beginning again. John entered. No. The release of temporal energy will be quite massive. This is a hard reset. It'll reboot the conditions in your universe well before you began playing the game. You will have lived different lives after the reset. The different initial conditions will ideally lead to a more favorable scenario in the new session. Unfortunately, you'll have no memory of anything that has happened in the session you're in now. What will happen to us? Ever in the session now? You'll all cease to exist completely if you remain here during the scratch. This sounds familiar. It reminds me of when Dave and I were trapped in the Doom timeline and he left to change the past. The timeline ceased to exist along with my dream self, who in a way murdered my dream self of this timeline. I kept some of her memories. Is the situation similar? Similar, but more severe. Since this timeline will undergo such a violent upheaval, such a merger of memory cannot happen. You'll be resigned to absolute oblivion. Unless you can discover a way to preserve yourselves, but that's not really my place to advise you on that. After you've dealt with the scratch and the sun, what happens to you is not any of my business. Well, that's not uh, good. That's some shit. Yeah. That's fucked. 
Does the fact that Act 6 is longer than the rest of Homestuck start to make sense? Yeah. It starts to make a lot of sense. Man, so they have to start all the way over because they fucked it up. Yeah. Well, they didn't really fuck it up. It was fucked from the jump. It was Yeah, it was fucked yeah. from the start and also Beck fucked it up. He was already here. Yeah, he was already here. Ugh. Next? Then can you at least tell me... Uh, if we will be successful in preserving ourselves after the reset. I don't particularly enjoy spoiling things for people when unnecessary. I find speaking in a discreet color helps avoid this. So, if the scratch isn't specifically meant to banish Jack from this session, and our quest to destroy the sun is meant to kill him, why is the reset necessary at all? Especially if it means oblivion for us. Because you cannot achieve the ultimate reward in this session. Your battlefield is cancerous, and the Reckoning will destroy it prematurely regardless. By resetting, you will create a session which can bear the fruit of a new universe, even if you will not be the ones to claim the reward. Don't you want to fulfill your purpose? I guess. But a little disheartening to learn I've now faced with not one, but two suicide missions at once. One to destroy Jack's power source, and defend all of existence, another and ensure our cosmic progeny of price of oblivion. That frames the dual objectives accurately. But if you're inventive, you may find a way to survive the reset and participate in the renewed session. It's up to you. Just as it's up to you to face the decision to claim immortality before you enter your creation. Immortality? Yes. Do you mean ascending to the god tier? Yes. I have reason to believe that I won't. The trolls have not indicated I will die on my quest bed, or any of us will, aside from John. Instead, I was given a more troubling and ambiguous forecast. What have I said about confirming the reliability of your sources? Are you saying I will? No. Oh, well, will I? It seems you'd like me to do some more fortune-telling. Fine. Maybe the question will suit you better. Is it probable? That's a strange question to ask someone who's omniscient and therefore knows outcomes with 100% certainty. I like it. Then what's your answer? You have exactly a 50% chance of ascending to the god tier. That's a strange answer. I know. Why such a precise probability? Because, much like the decisions you must face to complete your dual suicide missions, you have two ways of achieving godhood to choose from. Two ways? By dying on the quest bed on my planet in some other way? Yes. Is there another quest bed somewhere? Yes. Good guess, Seer. Where? What difference does it make? You already know where the first one is. You have the choice to go there right now and take your own life. That's true. Of course it is. You mentioned immortality. Godhood makes one immortal? Yes. A god tier will live forever, with no caveats? No. One will live forever unless killed. The death must be either heroic or just. How are the how are those terms defined? Broadly, mysteriously, and according to the case of the individual. One may be killed by opposing a corrupt adversary and die for a just cause, as through martyrdom, for instance. 
This would be heroic. Or one may be subject to corruption and slain by a hero. This would be just. Which sort of death will you have when I destroy the sun? Neither. I'm not a god. I'm a guardian, a servant, and a weapon. I have power and knowledge far surpassing a god, but I am not one. Is this when you're going to tell me you... Is this when you're going to tell me why you want to die? Yes. I sense it's not just because you're getting bored with immortality. That's good. Your vision is becoming clearer. Then why? My master can't enter this universe until I am killed. Such is the nature of the break. That almost sounds like martyrdom. Are you sure it won't be a hero's death? Quite sure. My master is a very evil man. Who is he? I won't tell you his name, but he goes by the title Lord English. Hmm. Hmm. So we're going like, the actual what God tier does. Yeah, because before it was just, I don't know, cool powers? Eh. Uh. Uh, now you don't die. Right. You don't die unless you're killed in a heroic way or a, a just way. Yeah. Which, so. if, if Vriskin knew that, kind of makes sense why she'd kill Tavros. Because if anyone's going to kill her in a just way, it'd be him. It's, it's Tavros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if she knows that, and it's a, kind of a silly idea to go after Jack Noir, because that's a, that's a good way to die. Yeah. That's heroic Because she's shit. being heroic, yeah. So, those are, those are her two options. Both right. of them lead to her death. Uh, Aradia, God, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> she she just got back. I don't know what she's doing. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, John is the only other one, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's cool unless he goes and finds his dad, and Jack is still there. In which case, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think John. Will I don't have know a if that's brave death. or just though. Yeah. John doesn't seem like the type who can have someone like have revenge against him. No, no. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea who would ever do that to John, or even be justified. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But John well, and heroic definitely... is a pretty big thing to clear. Like, I don't think it can just be you try to fight a bad guy and lose. I think it has to be like or purpose. Yeah, you're dying for something. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, Dr. Graff says they're defined broadly and mysteriously. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, but yeah, he's gonna talk about Lord English. He's gonna English. talk about Lord English. Next. Oh, I forgot I mentioned this to you, but, uh, when, uh, Doc Scratch first appeared, Luke asked me, like, oh, is this, do you think this is Lord English? And I was like, no. He's like, Why? And it's like, because he types in white, I think Lord English would have a different type style. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And you're like, well, fair. He would, he right. would type in multicolor? I don't even know. Yeah. This doesn't sound like an especially admirable adjective. Releasing an evil man who is presumably more powerful than you. Uh, already omnipotent being. Am I right? You're right about both. It is not admirable, and he is considerably more powerful. But you must decide which objective is more important. 
You may decide to attempt to destroy the sun and end my life. This will neutralize Jack, who is also much more powerful and dangerous than myself, by virtue of the ring he wears, in addition to drawing energy from the same sun as I. He poses a significant threat to reality. But in the process of killing him and you, I release your master, who is just as deadly. He's more deadly. But the danger he poses is sanctioned by Paradox Space. It is a known quantity. His very existence in a universe will mean it will inevitably be torn apart. But there are rules to his entry, and his grim procession through Paradox Space is rather orderly. The present equilibrium has accounted for him, and will continue to. Jack, however, is a loose cannon. He will not stop until he destroys everything he encounters. Additionally, his existence is your responsibility. Then I guess I don't have a choice. You do, but also know this. Refusing to venture out to destroy the sun in no way spares anyone from my master regardless. It is certainly true that destroying it will end my life, and it is certainly true that the tumor you'll deliver to its location has enough power to destroy it completely. But it's not the only way to kill me. It's simply a way I've suggested to you, which doubles as a way to disarm Jack, should you choose to go through with it. Instances of myself have spawned in countless universes, and my objective is always the same. I have never once failed to complete this objective, and I never will. There's nothing noble about taking a course of action you believe would prevent his arrival, because that is impossible. He will come. In fact, he's already here. Are you saying that I will succeed in the mission to destroy the sun? Are you asking for another palm reading? Hmm. You seem rather keen on acquiring a fortune from me, considering you're the one with the crystal ball. I'm just trying to ask as many questions as I can. It's the only way to find the dark spots in your obscenity. Obscenity. I've been very helpful, and I'll continue to be. I myself do not care to be an oracle, but I can graciously supply you with one. Can you? An eager consort has brought you one of my seeds. It appears you've amassed followers who wish to please you. How fortuitous. Your seeds? The white orb. Oh, the cue ball. How did I not notice this? It will accurately answer any question a curious girl can pose, provided she can see through the surface to read its reply. Hmm. Is that possible? Is it, Seer? Given your title and all the tools of prognostication at your disposal, it seems to me I should be the one asking you the questions. Hmm. Yeah, one of uh, the consorts that has kind of joined Rose has been holding out a cue ball for the past yeah, few pages. like Vriska had. Mm-hmm. Vriska was a thief, though. Different. Yeah, yeah she had, because Jade had it way back in Act 3. Yeah. Did she? Yeah, when yeah. she yeah, had like she her did. chest yeah, of fortune telling me. Shit. Yeah. That's right. Huh. Well, that that consort does have um Jade's sheets, so Yeah. Uh next. How can I see through it? It seems you weren't listening. 
So I'll state this again in the form of a question. Don't you think I should be asking the questions from now on? Yes, if you wanted to be disingenuous and irritating. Don't you think a clever person should be able to acquire information from someone who only asks questions? That is a challenge. I pass. Do you have a choice? What if I'm feeling a bit stubborn? Okay, so what you mean is I should continue humoring your leading questions until you have to ask certain rhetorical questions that contain information I need. Was that a question? That was a fact, and then a period. How does a seer see? With the crystal ball, I have already considered that. I don't think I can get the focus of the ball to zoom in tight enough on the cue ball's enclosure to read the answer. How else does she see? By other magical means, I guess. Should I use magic? Do you believe in magic? Magic is real. I've been using it. Are you sure? Use whatever words you want to describe it. I have magic wands. They're very powerful. They allow me to be magic. Your questions are silly. What makes you convinced the wands are responsible for your abilities? Because I did not have the abilities before I made them. Could this be circumstantial? Could it? Is there an echo? Is there an echo? <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. How about another leading question? What did you combine to make those wands? Some stuff. Knitting needles? An inexpensive figurine of some fictional fellow with long whiskers? A simple textbook on the zoologically dubious? Why would this mundane combination of objects grant a child such an alarming mastery over dark forces all at once? I'm guessing this is one of the rhetorical questions meant to be information. So then my answer would affirm how ridiculous that sounds, shouldn't it? Maybe. That wasn't even a question. Yes, it was. Okay, magic is fake. The wands are useless toys, and there is something else going on. Next question. Would it be so difficult to believe the power you found to devastate your planet and create shortcuts through your session is not entirely by your own device? Would it be so difficult to believe a young lady could be unwittingly apprenticed by more powerful entities who meant her potential to be realized later through some arbitrary trigger? What would you say if I said a dutiful girl raised in the daylight was protected by a bulb-headed guardian and learned to glow in the dark after death? What would you say if I said a vengeful boy on a path of nihilism was taken under the wings of fearsome angels and learned to destroy hope with their light? What would you say if I said a reserved girl, enamored by what dwelt in shadow, was selected by the horror terrors for service, and did their bidding at every step well convinced of her own autonomy? What should I say to the short fables? Not much. Would I gather a third of the story about me? And that there's a lesson you'd like me to take from it? That should announce my allegiance before my grim, dark corruption is absolute. And while I'm at it, I should discard these useless black these useless wands, because apparently the power is in my little black heart all along. Is that right? Won't you have to give up your specimus to the one who causes the scratch regardless? How else will the young man wield the great big needle? I don't know. If you say so.
Haven't your friends already shown concern for your recklessness and your increasing sense of detachment from the party? The team objectives, and not to mention those of your personal quest? Does this worry you? Is there a part of you left that's able to worry? Yes. It has been mysteriously localized to my middle finger. Could the dark magics be at work again? Do you deny that you've been neglecting incoming messages from your teammates? Would that be in keeping with the spirit of the human emotion of friendship for one whose soul was not so befouled by the designs of unknowable monstrosities? Friendship isn't an emotion, numbnuts. Isn't it, Rose? Isn't it? I've been busy. I'll get back to them. And can we please stop doing the patronizing question thing? In exchange, I promise I will discontinue my patronizing responses. Can the omniscient be patronized? The omniscient can be do whatever they please. I guess I'm just asking you nicely to do me this favor. Very well. I'll stop smothering you with surprise noodles. Huh? But only because I find you to be adorable. So creepy. So cute. Ugh. I'm going to ask the same question I asked earlier. Please not regard it as a violation of my pledge. It is, just, it is just an ordinary question, like those that crop up in an ordinary conversation. Oh. Okay. How does a seer see? I don't know. Be literal. With her eyes? Take the orb. Ask it a question. I don't know what to ask anymore. I'm confused. What would you ask me? I would ask what I would do next. Then ask. What should I do next? Not me. The ball, dunk-ass. <laughs> Doc's Patrick yeah. and Spadge references. <laughs> you can see all... He can see all. He knows all. <laughs> I'm just. I was looking at the um, different stories he was saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one from more powerful entities who meant her be, who meant her potential to be realized later through some arbitrary trigger. Uh. So that third one Rose said was her. Right. Uh, the fourth one is definitely Aridin. Yeah. Um, Dalton Shadow. Is the last one uh, the fairy? Uh, well, who closed the dark? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Kanaya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do not know the first one. Uh, I'm trying to think if. Uh, well, actually, you're the I host guess it, of this one. Why am I really doing the matter. work? <laughs> this is your job now. <laughs> Luke's on vacation. <laughs> uh, I think he's just talking about. Uh, I think he's still talking about Rose in that first one. Shortcut through the planet that or not? Yeah, entirely by your own device. Yeah, like, I think he's he's leading into the list of fables that he's right. got, and then the other one. And then circling it's, back are to Rose they all at the her? end. I don't even know. 
<laughs> um. So there's a crystal ball. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah, but you you've been really talking about how you do not like Rose going down this path. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I do not. Yeah. So you agree completely with Doc Scratch. <laughs> I don't know that. Do you I, agree that Rose is adorable? Yes. I don't know. It seems like you have a lot in common with him. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I shine my head every morning, too. <laughs> Rose, ask. Yeah, she's just staring at the ball. She's staring this thing down. She's gonna get. She's gonna get answers. Next. Oh, little sun appears in her eye. Yeah. Next. Yeah, like it appears on the ball, and so we can see inside it. There's answer, Jade. Rose, answer. Sorry for the delayed response. Answering seems to be what to do right now. Rose, jeez, finally! You sure seem to be absorbed in whatever you're doing on that computer. Were you talking to someone? Oh, right. I forgot I gave you the code for the crystal ball. And here I was thinking I could safely do a responding to message without seeming like an ass. The way it usually works. Oops. Oh, no, no, no. I don't blame you for not responding. You must be very upset. Are you okay? Why should I be upset? Uh, because... Oh, uh, I figured you would have found out by now, but I guess you still don't know? Know what? About... John's dad and your mom. Rose? Hello? Oh no. Uh oh. Oh boy. Next. Yeah, we're seeing. Rose is seeing, uh. Yeah, Rose yeah. pulled the crystal ball and sees the massacre. Yep. Next. Rose, please say something. You're making me nervous. I, I should have gone looking for her. Why didn't I? Uh, because you were trying to make the best of the situation? John was too, but he went to look for his father. If it would have been normal of me, I can't remember what I was trying to prove anymore. I don't think you should be so hard on yourself about it. John was being John, and you were being you, which I guess meant taking our problems very seriously and putting all your attention on solving them. And anyway, you and your mom had a much trickier relationship than John and his dad did, didn't you? I mean, not that I'm saying that means you were any less attached to her than him. Uh, I don't know if I'm very good at consoling people. Sorry, Rose, I don't want to make you feel worse. You're doing fine for someone raised by a dog. Or, really, anyone. Thanks. Oh, okay. You know, now we've all lost guardians. Dave lost his, and I lost mine in a weird way. Uh, even though that was pretty much definitely my fault. And even the trolls lost all their monster guardians. I think that maybe it's an inevitable part of a game that can be cruel sometimes. For some reason, despite all the danger, I never thought she was in any trouble. I never believed she'd actually die. I grew up the feeling that something more significant had been meant for her. She was a heroine displaced in some way, 
resigned to the glorious duty of raising me and preparing me in her way. I didn't actually need the ectobiological verification that she's my mother and a sister at the same time. I always understood that somehow. And I felt she had knowledge and ability beyond what she let on. It was always intimidating, but nonetheless a source of respect which was childishly begrudgingly on my part. I'd I think she was waiting for me to catch up with her. But now I can't. I'm so sad. Rose, I think you're being stronger about it than I am. Probably because my emotions are now seeded to anger. This shouldn't have happened. Oh, well, I just hope you weren't thinking of doing something rash. I already was. I was going to go to sleep, fly it to the sun bigger than our universe, drop a bomb on it, and kill myself. Yeah. So if my course of action is to change on account of my mood, it can only become less impetus, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. You never liked my plan very much anyway. Well, no. But I was trusting that you had thought it through and it was our best hope. I'm not sure if I did. Maybe it was a terrible plan. I made her kind of full understanding of the nature of our scratch. I could stop being so cowardly for once. I could short-circuit this in the expanding game of chess we're playing, just like Jack decided to do. What does that mean? Maybe I'll go kill Jack myself. Right now. Oh, no, 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 no! Rose, that's a much, much worse plan! He would probably kill you! Probably. The scratch will wipe us out anyway and reboot the conditions of our session. I definitely don't feel much like sneaking through the back door to the furthest ring for retribution by distant supernova. I know what you mean. I was angry at Jack and wanted to stop him too, but we have to think of a more sensible way to do it. Whether my existing plan was sensible or not, I may have been allowing myself to be manipulated by an omniscient being regardless. What? Who? Hello, ladies. Oh, uh, what? This is a private conversation. Private even to those who know it word for word already. Proceed. I will be here, watching. Rose, who is this? Ignore him. I don't even know what's going on anymore. You were discussing Ms. Lalonde's intrepid new variation on suicide. As one with a passion for the subject, I'm intrigued. Shh. Anyway, if it's true, the gods have selected me for service. Maybe the power they give me will be sufficient. Maybe they wanted me to kill him all along. <laughs> Please don't, Rose. I know you're angry, but you weren't thinking straight. But I am. I'm fully aware I'll probably die and fail. Scratch happens, we start fresh. No recollection, no problem. No! Jade, as an ambassador of Skya, maybe you'd be willing to talk some sense into your friend. You should understand she's been corrupted by various entities with some rather questionable motives. Rose, maybe the white text guy is right? The dark gods gave you all these powers and seem to be helping us with dream bubbles and stuff, but what if they're not actually good? They're enormous, ugly, and live in darkness. That doesn't necessarily make them bad. No, but I still don't trust them. If... Only there were a way to make this determination with certainty. 
to a reliable source within reach, for instance, at this exact moment. Perhaps one that is spherical and devastatingly handsome. What's this weirdo talking about? The cue ball. Oh, yeah. I noticed you found it. I was worried it had been destroyed and my room blow up. Is he saying you can use it? Yes, and he is right. Oh my god, does it work? It advised me to talk to you just now, so I guess so. Then maybe you should try it. Yes, Rose, listen to Jade. She's far less manipulative than I. What are you suggesting I ask it? Well, since we don't know much about the gods, why don't you ask it about them? So you're saying I should ask if the gods are evil? I guess that's a way to put it. Even though at this point neither of you is highlighting my text to read it, this idea gets my vote. Go ahead. Ask, Seer. Oof. Oh, jeez. Hello, ladies. (laughs) God. Hey, hey, Luke. Yeah? Say breeding purposes with your Kermit voice. Breeding purposes. It was breeding duties. Oh, yeah, that's the one. duties. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I believe I, I told Molly about that. I, I believe I said it's the worst fucking thing I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> Did you show her the fan art that started that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, see her ask. Oh. Yeah, so. Looking in it? Yep. Still mad? Yeah, I hate this thing. It's fucking <laughs> Willy Wonka bullshit. <laughs> With the tunnel? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're just zooming oh. in on the thing. That was inconclusive. Rose See- seemed to get something out of it. Yeah. Ugh. Still. It seems like asking about the moral alignment of Lovecraftian monsters from beyond reality is... Maybe not the best way to go about things. Yeah. Maybe maybe not going to give you the best returns. Maybe that question can't be answered in a way that can maintain human sanity. No, maybe not. Next. And we see Kanaya as... Rose goes dark. Right, she's going dark again. Oh, and she was looking into the cue ball. I missed that the last time. Yeah, so this may be what caused it. Yeah. Next. Uh, she's disappointed again. Briska's <laughs> glasses are broke. Briska's just trying to fix her glasses. Like, God damn it. <laughs> you can't you can't just make these up here. It's like, oh man, these are prescriptions. <laughs> Shouldn't like Briska's eyes be fixed also? <laughs> you would think. As a god tier? Yeah, you're yeah, a missing eye and arm, but you still need glasses. Does immortality cover eyesight? <laughs> you, what do you think the capture code is for like 1020 vision? Right. <laughs> Rose, go dark. Just cycling through just thousands of different alchemized glasses that are her prescription. <laughs> now, better or worse? Better or worse? <laughs> uh, 
You made the optometrist chair. <laughs> Just risk a clapping. <laughs> <laughs> you slip into the fabled black death trance of the woe gothics, quaking all the while in the blood-rich throes of the blood-festered tongues. You advise the members of your complacency not to be alarmed. As they chronicle the evented tomes bound at the ten writhing flesh of a tortured hell scholar, with runes stoked in the black tears bled from the corruption weary eyes of fifty thousand imaginary cultists. But they fail to not be alarmed. That's fair. <laughs> Are we gonna have to kill Rose? <laughs> Next. This is because. As is now painfully obvious to anyone with a brain, you've basically gone completely off the deep end in every way. You've officially gone grim dark. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, I mean, Rose. Yeah. Resist Rose urge. has gone. Gr- yeah, she's. She seems upset. <laughs> it's fine. And yeah, we I'm got sure mentions of. What? I said, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, but we got a talk of Rose going grim dark for a while. Yeah, they they never really specified, and I thought it was just a funny thing. But right, no, of course. Yeah, you just <laughs> it looks like it's a funny thing. It is not just a funny thing. Every every joke in Homestuck actually turns out to be super serious. Yeah, Pretty you much. know, it's like Fuzzy Gamzy. Yeah. It's not that funny anymore. <laughs> uh, Rose, resist urge to seek revenge. You make a half-hearted attempt to resist the urge. I wonder what she feels like she needs revenge against. Well, Jack did just kill her mom. That's true. Here we go. Next. Alas, one is not easily shaken from the blood-fester tongues. Next. Oh, they've stopped alerting us when we're going to hit flashes or something now. They only alert you when it's, like, one with uh, sound. Oh, okay. Yeah. But flashes are now becoming more common. Yeah, she just goes flying off. Next. They are stubborn throws. 